Unless you know what it could matter for though? Video games. I or just something? read in this book. No, you. Didn't. No, no, no. I just read in this book that some people their brains have been split, and so essentially they're two people living in one body. The left hemisphere and the right hemisphere are completely different in interpreting information. So what they'll do in these studies is feed information just to the right ear and ask the left ear to do something. So what'll happen is they'll say to the right ear, get up and walk towards the door. And then as he's walking towards the door, they say into the left ear, hey, what are you doing? And he'll make up a reason like, I'm getting a Coke and just completely fabricate a reason why he's doing that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, that it, it, it kind of sounds like uh, how your left side of your brain is responsible for everything the right side of your body does. Yeah, and exactly. Vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Just a yeah. So, uh, couple of neuroscientists over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big time. Uh, uh, I almost hit a bird <laughs> just just a few minutes ago driving into your neighborhood on purpose. No, so it was okay. very it was very like Costanza esque, where it's just like you're waiting for it to fly away, and it did, but it really fucking cut it close. It was like some bird chicken with a bird. It was pecking with with roadkill, and it, it almost became some. So itself. the bird's on the ground. The bird's on the ground, okay. and it's just sitting there. And uh, I'm running late, of course, so I'm driving a little fast, but like. Birds are usually really smart about just seeing cars coming and saying like, oh, well, now I got to get out of the way because they're observant creatures. You know, they're smart. They probably just think cars are other animals they have to avoid. Yeah, they're fighting for yeah. roadkill with yeah, them. Yeah, squirrels exactly. are just idiots. Yeah. So, but so it was down and 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 you almost hit it. It uh it I mean it took off like it bare I barely missed it, but I didn't slow down at all. I was like, fuck this thing. You're an I'm asshole. Gonna... See, that's that's I was gonna say it sounds like in the story you you're the one at fault. <laughs> no, wait, I always wait, wait. I swerve, I slow down, I stop. If anyone's behind me, oh, I saw a rabbit get hit the other day. It was terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty that's pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean to see. a rabbit is cute and fluffy. I was trying to prove that they're robots for you based off of your. <laughs> Your, your previous I, I was sell them I said some circuits and some wires would go shooting everywhere one in ten thousand are robots hmm. birds Chi- yeah or squirrels Chinese Russian they're listening all the time that's that's my theory hmm. so that's actually yeah. on the Incredibles Mission Incredible <laughs> well uh, this is College Football Tailgate we're back uh, we're now we are back we're a Wednesday show now guys and it, we, we talked Trump about day. it last week um, we talked about it last week we're gonna do we're going to recap the Saturday games Sunday morning. We're going to record those from home. And then we're going to start doing our regular weekly you know, breakdowns for the following week on Wednesdays. So we just figured, why not just start it off with, uh, with some more Wednesdays? Today's August, tw- uh, August 10th, yeah, and it is Wednesday, which feels weird. Normally, we're a Monday crew. Two shows a week now. Two shows a week. You feel different. You've, uh, you've changed. Wednesday, I mean, look. You're a Wednesday guy it's now. It's hump day now, you mm-hmm. know? But actually, it makes Mondays a lot easier, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get into a whole thing here, but I've got an issue with Wednesday being hump day. Technically, if you look at a calendar, the week starts on Saturday, ends on Sunday. So Depending hump, on what calendar you're looking at. Well, that's true, but for most calendars. <laughs> so hump day should be Thursday. So No, that's not... Why would hump day be Thursday? Because it's the middle day of the week. It's seven days. It's the fourth day. Yeah, but see, Tyler, you don't work a regular work week. So no, that's what you're forgetting. You know, you know what's crazy is people are back in school now, and I live next to a high school. And the oh, only reason I know is because you know, whenever I go to lunch, I can't get out of my goddamn <laughs> complex. It's like, okay. And the worst drivers. You want you want to be around horrible drivers, be in a constant worry of getting in an accident, live by high school. Well, and you also have to. Children. You have to go. You have to avoid like. 
a 10 minute radius of your house because everything's packed to go eat yeah it's it's bad but uh, hey we got some football to talk about we do yes. uh listen we're, we're breaking down the acc we are breaking down the pac-12 mm. um i'm excited about this these are two really exciting conferences with a lot of question marks and in fact i feel like outside of maybe the sec and the big 10 you could say uh, of the power five the acc the uh the uh, pac-12 and the Big 12 are just full of question marks, and it's really it's, it's exciting because, you know, we, we're going to give our predictions, and anyone can, but things could break really uh, – th- things could be – it could be a really interesting year as far as who ends up being conference winner, who ends up being good, who ends up being What do you bad. mean by that? It could be an interesting year. You mean Clemson will win it? Yeah, I mean, Clemson didn't win it last year. We have no idea what they're going to be, and we're, and we're going to get, you know, into that again. So is that interesting to you? It's interesting It's to interesting you when, when maybe teams Clemson that, it's not just win it. Yeah, well, if someone besides the favorite wins it, yes, that's very interesting. Okay. And so, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to – we have the first round of our bracket, of our tailgate food bracket, which I'm super excited about. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hope that – because it's, it's three of us, which is a perfect uh, number for democracy. That's right. I hope that you two – are thinking straight for this because I better not be on an island for some of these. Okay, so first of all, you have some of the weirdest food opinions I've ever heard in my life. That may be true. true. You don't don't even put ketchup or mustard on a hot dog. Well, first of all, no one should put ketchup on a hot dog. Okay, that's that's (laughs) universal. I think that rule only applies to brats. I think you can put ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, I I throw uh, ketchup on my brat. See what I'm here? Everyone, you understand now what I I go through, what I'm working with. (laughs) Or what we go through. (laughs) we'll, we'll, We'll see how this goes today. Um, but yeah, we're doing that. And then I have a little, uh, question for you guys coming up later in the show. I, this is what I didn't bring it up. You guys don't know what it's going to be, Ooh. but I'm really uh, interested to see how it goes. So first though, there is some, some college ball note, uh, oh uh, news and notes. Yeah. Hold on. So while you're doing this, I'm going to try and stay in the conversation. I'm bringing it up now on my iPad or on my laptop my notes and it's asking for a two-step verification and i don't have anything else for right now notes? on me for, yeah for my <laughs> notes it in your it's, phone? On, it's on my gmail i emailed them to myself from for the show why do you need two-step verification to access your gmail because i mean this this laptop keep your i don't use that protected often. no doubt but um check your device uh no i can't do it try another way all right haven't anyway, you, go on haven't just you used you know. this computer I'm, every time i'll let you know when i'm back like okay. fully i'm gonna be distracted for a second okay fair enough well the the there's really just two big pieces of news and uh it's very fitting that we're breaking down the acc but um wake forest quarterback uh sam hartman who is you know a lot of people will expect him to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country this year. Certainly one of the best in the ACC. Uh, some people were talking about him being a very high uh, NFL draft pick, potentially. He, uh, Wake Forest announced today or last night that Sam Hartman is out indefinitely with a non-football-related medical condition. Hmm. We don't know what the details are at this point, but basically Hartman underwent a medical procedure last night um after he he was seeking medical attention during a workout earlier in the day and we don't have a lot of details we don't know what happened you know in the past when these happen it seems like it's often that it's something with their heart yeah and so hopefully that's not the case but he is out indefinitely at this point um i think it's probably safe to say that he's gonna miss a huge chunk of the season if not the Uh, whole thing i'm back sorry and this is it's horrible for wake forest because wake forest had a really good year last year uh, they were going to be an exciting team in the wide open ACC again this year, and you know most of it is thanks to Sam Hartman at quarterback. And now this oh, might this that's... might derail just like a a really uh, big and awesome season for Wake Forest, and you know really disappointing for Wake Forest fans and certainly for Sam Hartman, who we you know send our our well wishes to. No kidding. Is there first of all? Uh... 
I, I missed the beginning of that. That's such a terrible story. Do we know any more about what happened? I don't think so. Because this just came out this morning, right? It came out like late last late night. Last but night. yeah, this morning is when like the news story hit. Um, and so we don't know anything. We don't know what the what the condition is or or what is happening with his health. Who knows? Maybe they could, you know, after this procedure, something could come about where he can play towards the end of the season or midway through or something. But I think that when you hear that news story of, hey, the quarterback is out and definitely we're not saying anything, right. it's a bad sign. He's probably not going to play this year would be my guess. And it really impacts. So first and foremost, before we get to on the field, obviously thoughts and prayers. And I hope yeah, of that course. whatever it is, he comes back quick. And this is a non-issue. But we should learn more in the next week or two. So let's I'm hope sure. it's good news. But on the field, this is actually a really big deal. Part of what I'm going to talk about today and the next couple of weeks for our breakdowns is pro football focuses quarterback rankings. If you look back at the last couple of years when they've been diving more and more into college, these rankings have been accurate, okay? And I don't trust many public outlets out there, and this isn't necessarily public. You have to pay a subscription. But uh, I've got a list today of the top 50 pro football focus quarterback rankings. Do you want to know what Sam Hartman was on there? I Going bet he's, into the season. I bet he's top 10, honestly. Fifth. Yeah. Doesn't wow. surprise that's me. That's a huge loss for him. I guess I didn't huge realize loss. how good of a quarterback he really yeah, was. Yeah, that's going to be a big time. And I mean, Wake, you look at their schedule, the players they have coming back. I just think everything was set up this year for them to have another really good season. And it's just so detrimental because, as we know, you know, you lose your quarterback. That's that. That's that's a lot. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't know much about the backups or what they have going on behind him, you know, again, this just happened, but let's hope for Wake's sake, I'm not a Wake fan or anything, but, you know, they figure it out, so. Yeah, and look, I mean, we don't know, you're right, uh, we don't even know who the backup quarterback is, um, unless you're a Wake Forest fan, you probably don't know either, and maybe he's really good. I can but, look it up real quick. But Wake Forest is not the team that just can plug and play quarterbacks like some sure. of the top programs, and so this is... This is really disappointing for all the Demon Deacon fans out there. And they're a fun team. Like, you're not going to find a lot of Wake Forest haters out there, right? Because they haven't sure. been a super successful program. And so I think everyone, you know, is feeling bad for, for the Demon Deacons, for that, uh, for that whole football team right now, and certainly for the quarterback. And so that's just – it's a huge bummer. And they were absolutely going to be, you know, competing for the top of that Atlantic division. Um, and I think they probably could have given NC State and Clemson a run for their money, depending on how Clemson, you know, plays, uh, ends up being this year. But, you know, just a bummer, and you never like to see it. And unfortunately, more bad news as far as injury is concerned. Uh, Alabama's wide receiver JoJo Earl expected to miss six to eight weeks this year with a fractured foot okay, well, uh, in practice. Okay, well, obviously, again, feel bad for JoJo. I hope he, you know, recovers. It, they'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's not not the same situation at all, but a bummer and uh, a really, you know, a promising talent. He was mostly doing punt returns last year, but as we know with Alabama wide receivers, he's probably a complete savage. And By the probably way, on his way to being a number, you know, first round pick. Do you quickly want to hear about the backup for for Wake? Yes, um, I found this uh, Mitch uh, Griffiths mm. and uh, highly uh, touted uh, uh, freshman. So he. Uh, hmm. Highly recruited, yeah. He can't. He's out of Virginia, and let's see here. Freshman, uh, he did play. Didn't get a lot of time, but in high school, he was a team captain. He was forty-three and seven consecutive uh, uh, record, uh, two consecutive twelve and one seasons to end his career. Really good high school stats. I mean, look, a lot of these quarterbacks do have those kind of stats, but 
you know, I mean, let's again hope it turns out for him. But that's the the backup. We talked about it, so that's him. Mitch Griffiths. Okay. Well, he's the guy now, and they're going to be leaning on him. And, you know, uh, certainly hope that Wake Forest can still maintain some sort of a, a good season. It would just it would just suck so much for that team to have this happen. If so. not, and they're playing bad, we could say, wake up, Forest! Nice. And then they could, uh, I mean, Ryan, you have the sound in front of you. You can give me some, but um, I, I only give that out when it deserves it. I know. I thought it deserved it. <laughs> uh, well, we might as well go straight into the ACC then, since we're talking we're about it. We're starting ACC. We're starting with the okay. ACC. Okay. Um, look, last year, massive surprise with Clemson not winning the ACC for the first time in, I think, six or seven years. Yeah. Um, and so we don't know what they're going to be. It, to me, it is still wide open. And I think, obviously, Clemson, rightfully so, should be the favorite. But I don't know by how much, and if I was a betting person, my money wouldn't be on Clemson strictly because they lose, you know, what's that? said, really? Yeah, I mean, they lose, especially on the coaching staff. That's where it's big, right? Obviously, Dabo uh, Swinney is still there. They lose Tony Elliott, who's now the head coach at at Virginia. Yeah. They lose uh, Brett um, Venables. Venables, thank you, who's now the head coach at Oklahoma. And so much of what has made Dabo successful at Clemson and what people tout about him is this continuity. He hasn't had sure. a lot of assistants that have left to take other jobs. And he promoted guys with, from within. He didn't bring in outside guys. And so, I, to me, it's just Clemson is a huge question mark this year as to <laughs> where they're, if they're going to be just back to Clemson or if they're going to be another 10, 9-win team. I don't know. We'll see. So I wanted to kind of stop you there and have a little bit of a discussion about Dabo Sweeney because... I was looking for this. I, I hate this two-step verification. It just did it again, and it worked <laughs> this time. But I, I can't stand this nonsense. Anyway, did you so like? How did you open that up by talking about Dabo? Like, what did you say about his? Because he, he's kept assistance. So, is your point that his assistants have helped him win all these years? Well, no, because, I'm not. I mean, not look. Sure, assistants are going to help any head coach. I don't think that's the main reason why he's been successful, but he's had continuity. He hasn't. Right, it's not right, been Alabama right, right. where he has a new coordinator every two years because they're so successful. No, it, it, Brett I, Venables has been there for forever. Tony Elliott has been there for forever, and they're both gone, and those are going to be big losses. I think that's a huge deal. I think that we're not talking about Clemson enough. Of, I, I think Clemson's been given too much credit, okay? I believe that Dabo Sweeney is, and I don't want to have hot takes. Like, like part of the, the thing on this show is hot takes don't work. There's a great saying that I love. It's uh, cold cash over hot takes, right? On this show, we have something called the bet board. And me and Will every year have a co- have a competition on the bet board. So if I say something like, oh, Clemson, they suck. They're going to go, uh, they're, they're not going to win more than eight games this year. Will would say, okay, let's put it on the bet board, right? And now I'm locked into a bet. So that's part that's good for us and it's good for the audience that really hot takes don't exist on the show because we're going to get burned on on some bets but i really think that dabo sweeney is looked at as being a little bit better than he is right now most people may put clemson in that alabama category and may put put dabo sweeney in that nick saban or that kind of class b category and i look back at history and i just don't see it now i'm not saying clemson's going to be a bad team this year I think they're going to be a very good team, but I have a lot of question marks about this team, like Will said. There's a lot more question marks than there are certain things about Clemson this year, and I'm not sure why a lot of people have them winning the ACC, why they're favorites, why there's so much hype around this team. I just don't get it. I don't get the Dabo Sweeney love. And look, I'm not, again, trying to be a Dabo Sweeney hater, but you compare him to Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, right? Those are like the three coaches running the three programs right now who would be on his level, right? 
Like, like, isn't that what a lot of people say? I mean, who are Clemson supporters? Well, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, you, I think you're definitely right to say he's no Nick Saban, but he's got two national championships, and both of them have been head to head against Nick Saban. So yeah. that that's a big deal when you're talking about, uh, or excuse me, one one was against Ohio State, but you know that's a bit. I I don't I don't think Kirby Smart is on Davos when he's level yet. So I think that Kirby Smart is ahead of Dabo Sweeney. I think he's better than Dabo Sweeney. And I think a lot of this has to do with the players you can bring in. Now, I would give Dabo the edge for X's and O's, in-game execution. He knows what he's doing in the game, and that gives him a lot of the edge. But guys like Saban and Kirby Smart have been consistently bringing in the top talent. Now, I went back and looked at recruiting classes according to 247sports.com for pretty much their whole career. And I went back as far as 10 years if they've been there for a long time, right? Nick Saban's been there for a long time. Some went back a decade. Um, here, here are the averages. So Kirby Smart's been at Georgia for only uh, six seasons. He's going into his... Uh, uh, actually, he's been there for one, two, three. Yeah, he's going into his seventh season. He His recruiting classes are uh, three... Or excuse me, going in... Or, so he got hired in what, 16? 2016? I think so, yeah. So uh, I was actually, so it's seven seasons, okay? So his first recruiting class was sixth, first season at Georgia. Then three, one, two, one, four, three, okay? Uh, Georgia's average recruiting class, according to 247, since Kirby Smart got there is 2.85, okay? So they've finished about 2.85. Alabama, <laughs> this is going back, so I'm going to go the reverse direction for Alabama. I'm going back from 2022, reverse history, okay? So 2022, 2021, so on. Two, one, two, one, five, one, 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 one. <laughs> That's Alabama, okay? Right. So that year, 20, uh, whatever it was, 2018, what a horrible year. The fifth, fifth? What a What a loser he was that season. He brought in the fifth best recruiting class. I can't believe, I, he probably, you know what the word around campfire was at Alabama that year? He's getting fired. Fire Nick Saban. Fire. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yeah. Exactly. Get it, so, get it trending. I mean, fifth, what a what a loser. Fifth, right? Kirby Smart, he got above fifth every year except for his first year at Georgia. Again, Kirby Smart going in that same order from 2022 on. Fourth, first, second, first, third, sixth, right? So we're looking at elite recruiting classes. I see Dabo Sweeney. He's got the 10th class this year. He had the fifth class list last year. Now, the year before that, third, when there, there was all the hype, but then 10, 7, okay, but 16, 11. Wouldn't, wouldn't that even speak more to how good he is if he won two national championships that's without, my point without about, recruiting to that level? That's my point about the X's and O's. And I think this day and age where recruiting has now become the main thing in coaching, well, actually, do you have the money, which Clemson doesn't, to compete with these schools, and can you bring the players in? Eventually, he's going to get drowned out by this talent. Now, like I said before... Going back those 10 years, you know, he had a couple top 10s, but mostly we're looking at 11 to 16. So that's a, for, for, that's not horrible talent. Okay, right. and he's, turning, he, he's turning some three stars into five stars for sure. But I think this is more of we need to be careful saying Dabo is on the same level as Kirby and Saban. I believe we give Georgia, and here's the thing about Georgia's actually, we may agree on this. I think Georgia's a little overrated. They haven't been doing it for a long time. They, they, they were great last year, one with defense, something not a lot of teams have done. Can they repeat it? I, 
I think so. I'm not so sure. But it's Nick Saban right now, and it's everyone else. And I think Dabo Sweeney belongs in probably the third category, not even the second right now. I That's mean, my I, opinion about him. I would disagree. I, I, I think he's, I mean, I don't know. We, we'd have to do like our, our official coaching rankings again. But if you're going to tell me he's got two national championships in the last, you know, seven years, and they were both head-to-head against Alabama... Um, that's, you keep saying that, but but I mean, he I, had, well, he's the only guy to do it. And look, I'm not saying he's on Saban's level. No one is on Saban's level. But yeah, I would take him over Kirby Smart in a heartbeat. And look, again, I, my qu- my questions about about Clemson right now are that it could be another down year, which, by the way, was a 10 win season. Last year was a down <laughs> year for Clemson. They had 10 wins. So what are we talking about here? I don't think they're going to go seven and five. You look at their schedule. I mean, they're probably going to be eight. No. Uh, you Look, know, heading into their bye week. I'm just saying there's more question marks with this team like you brought up to begin this For sure. whole thing. So I don't want to just say, let's put, everyone just wants to write them in. And I don't get that right now. I don't understand. And, and let's talk quarterback, DJ Uyunglele. Right. Uh, by the way, my, Uyunglele. My, Nailed it. my best headline last year, oh, Mr. DJ Uyunglele. No. Um, a little Rihanna. <laughs> but he is 43rd. Pro football focus. Yeah, he's not. He's he was terrible last year. We're, we're, he's not. I, I think that. Uh, and I'll look up their backups name. Kate Klubnik. Yeah, he's going to play soon. Probably. Yeah. And look, so that's going to be a big key for, for me sure. Too. I think DJ's overrated. But I, look, I think you're. Look, you and I are on the same page as far as them being a question mark, and you shouldn't just pencil them in as the ACC champion. But you know? you're willing to give them benefit of the doubt. I'm not. Yeah, I am because they had a they had a bad year with horrible quarterback play last year, and they still won ten games. And guess what? We're in the ACC. Uh, you know, they were like right there for the AC championship right. game at the end. Can I clarify this for everyone out there too yelling at me? Because most people are saying, I'm just saying they're overrated. Okay, so where most people think they should be, right. I think they're slightly below that. So if most people think they're probably the third te- best team in the country, maybe I think they're fifth or sixth. So right. let's not go crazy here. I know they're good. I know they're great. I love Dabo, but coordinators... Question mark quarterback. For sure. I mean, there's a lot going on with this team compared to, can we turn the page to a next another team or you got some other stuff to say well, about I was, the All I was going to say is that I think they're still going to have a really good defense, probably one of the best in the country. They have a loaded defensive line. And so I think that's going to to help them as far as, you know, like I said, I think they'll probably be 8-0 heading into their bye week. And then they, they look at their last... Their last four games are, are brutal. They're at Notre Dame. They get Louisville at home, which that's probably a win, but even still, it, you know, that, that's a tough one. Miami at home, and then South Carolina. And so I think the schedule still lines up well for them to win probably 9, 10, 11 games. But, I, I, you know, I look, I think that when you look at the Atlantic division specifically, I think there's a good chance that, that Wake Forest could pull an upset this year. Well, or, excuse me, well, no, no, uh, uh, NC State, not Wake Forest now after losing Sam Hartman. I think NC State is is a real contender in that division. Clemson is so lucky. The ACC is so soft. It's pretty They're soft at the soft. bottom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming from two, uh, two CU Buff fans, we know what soft is with the oh, Pac-12. This is not a great comment. <laughs> no, right, right now, Clemson, about 10 points better than the next best team, which is big. Yeah. So, the ACC is just weak. Like, Clemson's going to win double digits, that, but that shouldn't be our barometer. No, like, I agree. Yes. Yeah, I mean, look, we're saying the same thing. We're, like, we're just getting there in a different route. It's that they're not... But I, you're you're a Dabo fan, but we need to get Will some Clemson gear for the studio. I mean, how many guys can even say that they, that they you know, have been national championship winners twice that are active it's coaches? It's Nick Saban. There's I know. So I'm just... No, I'm just saying in general. How many... There's not that many coaches coaching now that have won national championships. So you God, can't I love discredit Will, that. You know how we know we're bad? 
back. Will's getting heated. I love it. And by the way, I didn't tell you, Will, I got a game to spring on you. So maybe between ACC Pac-12, can we play a little game? Sure. It'll take three minutes, and it's a little fun one to sure. get going. So, so we got to bring some of this uh, uh, pop culture into the show. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah so let's I, th- do it. That's what my surprise thing was. But anyway. So my, oh, my, no. Will's got a surprise, too. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Oh, my thoughts on Babo all over is, is, and I think why everybody likes to talk about him. Yes, he has had some success, but like guys like Nick Saban, undeniable, right? Um, I think Dabo, he's an energetic guy. He's from the South. He's he's a great uh, he's great at giving press conferences, and I, <laughs> and I think that just you know I I think that gives him a little bit of a bump, especially in the media. But wouldn't that bump translate to recruiting? Like, isn't that what that's all about, right? Well, Putting the image out there to recruit. And I just I went it, through I a whole it, thing about how he's averaged. I think it did. But he's he's average. But think about Clemson last, before he was even there. Yeah, uh, they, that's they probably true. weren't even in the okay. top fifty. Okay, but we're having a different conversation. The conversation right. is: is he in this category that everyone wants to put him in? And again, the last ten seasons, according to two four seven sports dot com, he's averaged Clemson's averaged the ten point two class. So we're not even okay, talking but, to top ten. This right, is but, outside right, but, the but, top but, ten. But I guess what I'm saying too is is recruiting class rank doesn't necessarily equal success at the program. No, okay. not at all. Okay. Look at Texas or Southern Cal recruiting the last 10 oh, years. Oh, yeah, Texas has been great. <laughs> yeah, USC has been great the last 10 years. That's what I'm saying from a recruiting standpoint. They have the last 10. They've both oh, had killer but, but recruiting classes. Agree. So it doesn't, that doesn't matter. But we can agree. Those are unique situations because the coaching and culture has been so bad. Yes. That's also true. Yeah, but like... So, so, it, so uh, it doesn't matter who you bring in. I mean, I mean, if I get a bunch of five stars, I'm not winning. Look, if it's NCAA 23, I'm going to go undefeated. If it's real life, I might win three games. Right. So, yeah. so that that but but USC Texas, that's that's bad coaching, bad culture. That's not what they're dealing with here. Clemson has a great culture. They have until Brett Venables left and uh, Tony uh, Elliott. Tony Elliott left. Maybe the best coaching staff in the nation. Like like yeah, collectively, sure. collectively as a group. Right. So. That matters a lot for sure, and look, I think Dabo is kind of a weirdo. He's a, he's a strange guy, and that that, that might be no that that might be why. I mean, he he rubs some people the wrong way. I think he likes attention. You notice whenever they they do the the run down the hill, it's always Dabo out front, way in front of the team, running first, right? I think Dabo likes being on camera. I think yeah. Dabo yeah. He loves likes Dabo, yeah. and maybe that hurts him in recruiting a little bit. Yeah. But to just say that because he hasn't recruited as well as Georgia, he's not as good of a coach as Kirby Smart, I think is insanity. Well, I think he might be a better X's and O's coach than Kirby Smart, but I think the way that college football is moving, you have to bring these players in. That's and definitely that's, true. That's what the sport's going to come down to. Yeah. That's my whole point. Dab- right. You're right. Dabo might not survive what the new college football world is. That's, right, that's right, a fact. Right. Right, hey, can we get to NC State? Yeah, absolutely. I got to get to NC State because yeah. I was on them last year. I was talking about them last year. They had a good season last year. What'd they go? Uh, nine and three? Yeah. But this is their breakthrough season. They're bringing back 17 starters. The only team in the ACC to bring back their entire coaching staff Great offensive line, great defensive line, 10 starters back on defense. The same defense that got 33 sacks, 15 interceptions last year. I'm so excited about NC State. Now, here's the thing this year. Tough schedule, right? Uh, they go at Louisville, at UNC. At Clemson. At Clemson. They got Texas Tech out of conference. Look, I'm telling you what. Week one at East Carolina, they're going to win that game. That's going to be a lot tougher than people think. So. For sure. They still may win nine games, ten games, but this is going to be one of those teams where I think Dark Horse could win the ACC, and maybe right now is a bet. I don't have it. Maybe, Ryan, you could pull it up on uh, betus.com, see what they have for the futures, but uh, 
I think they may, there might be some value right now on NC State because, again, all the attention's on Clemson and maybe other teams like Miami with Mario Cristobal, but I think NC State right now is a good bet. They're going to have a really good season, and I'm on the Wolfpack this year. For sure, yeah. And look, that's that's like the first big game for, for both these teams when, when NC State goes at Clemson. And if NC State can pull off an upset on the road, again, we don't really know what what Clemson's going to look like. Um, if DJ Uyunglele is not playing well and he's still the starter and Cade Klubnik hasn't taken that away from them, uh, that could be a rock fight. That could be a low-scoring game. Rock fight. I think that both teams obviously are going to have a really good defense. Uh, Dave Dorn has done a great job there at NC State, and last year he was you know, uh, pretty... You know, he had some funny things to say in the media as far as, you know, um, wins and losses go. But I like him. And I think what did he say? Uh, he, you know, during like bowl season, he had some funny stuff when like their their game got canceled and everything. And so, you know, but my point is just that he's doing a really incredible job at a program where it's not easy to win. And, another, uh, you know, again, they're not doing it by recruiting really well. And yet Dylan Leary, one of the best quarterbacks in the ACC. Again, he's probably highly ranked as far as from a national level goes on that same list that you were referring to with with Sam Hartman. Um, but Let's you're see. right. It's the defense that, that's going to lead the way. And right now, they're, they should be considered legitimate contenders for the ACC championship. Dylan Larry, number 12. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a good quarter. I'm telling you what, man. NC State, they're going to be good. But don't you think a lot of people are have caught up to NC State at this point? Like, that's not a sexy pick anymore because everyone's on them. No, yeah. There's, right? not, there's not nearly as much value as you would expect. But that being said, I mean, most people are going to be picking Clemson. More people probably would have been picking Wake Forest before the Sam Hartman news. Um, but... It is wide open for them in the Atlantic Division, and that's a big deal because if they, like I said, if they can just get that one, if they can pull off an upset on the road at Clemson, they have a legit chance, I think, at making it all the way to the ACC championship game. And they probably have a chance even without that because, again, we don't know what Clemson's going to be, and we know what NC State is because they're bringing back most everybody. Now, that being said, NC State's not used to playing with expectations, and that's a new thing for Dave Dorn and for that team, and we'll see how they handle it because how many times have we seen you know, a, a smaller program team do really well, and the next year they get hype and they suck. They well, win like seven or eight but games. But th- that may not matter because look at their schedule. Again, like you mentioned, you know, ECU, uh, Charleston Southern. <laughs> look out for Charleston this Charleston year. Charleston Southern. Uh, the Texas Tech, which I have no idea. <laughs> Texas I was say, Tech. wow, did you really just pull that out? <laughs> I have no idea what they are. Texas Tech is going to be an interesting game, but they have it at home. And then uh, UConn. So really, I would worry about that if it's going to be like a close game. They should be heavily favored in a lot of those games. Maybe the Tech... Actually, let me see right now what they'd be against Tech and my ratings. Uh, they are the Buccaneers, by the so, way. So, uh, so real quick, the uh, the Wolfpack are at plus 700 behind Clemson. To win the plus ACC? Plus 700. See, uh, I'm that's saying not that's bad. not a bad bet at so, all. So yeah, they're behind uh, Clemson's number one. And Miami, probably. Miami and Pitt. Yep. All right, so by the way, at home right now, preseason, I have NC State about minus 10 against Texas Tech. I thought that was going to be a lot closer, but it's not. Interesting. So, I mean, so my, my, my point here is, though, I worry a whole lot about that whole overrated hype thing if they have a lot of games like minus two coming up, right? And it's going to be a pick em. If they're going to be minus 7, minus 10, minus 14, they just have to take care of business. They'll be fine. And then Clemson's their first big game, like you mentioned. So it won't matter at all because they have to just win that game. So NC State, that shouldn't affect them too much. I see them 4-0 going into Clemson, and that's going to be a big game. Yeah, and the only team you know that you could look at in that uh, that coastal division where I or excuse me the Atlantic division where I think there's a chance that they they could maybe so you're telling me they're 
some they shit. could like stir up some dust, maybe be a chaos team. I don't really think it, they're likely to win, but if you're look, talking about true madness, it'd be Louisville. But, you know, look, they've been I, actually, I think, disappointing for what I expected uh, Scott Satterfield to be at Louisville. But Malik Cunningham was really, really good last year. I mean, we're talking about he's putting up similar numbers to what Lamar Jackson was doing at Louisville without nearly as much publicity. He's super talented. And you look at their schedule, they get a lot of their tough games at home. They do have to play at Clemson, uh, at Kentucky to end the year, but that's a non-conference game. A lot of their tough conference games they do get at home. They avoid Miami. Um, I I think that if you're going to look at a team that – is true long odds if you're going to pick them maybe to win their division it would be Louisville I imagine those odds would be you know astronomical so are you up on Louisville you want to look at making a little cheesy bet on Louisville what do you want to do here because they open the season up on the road at Syracuse yeah I think that's winnable Sorry. for Louisville they're minus four according to bet us yeah I mean it's, and I don't know you know look Syracuse uh it's still one still to Dino right on Minus four at Syracuse. At Syracuse. That is tough, man. In the dome. In the orange dome. So you're taking Syracuse. That, uh, yeah. Plus four know. at home. I don't know. Actually, if I'm ready for that. Man, do you, do you know Babers came in so hot, and since then he's just completely fallen off as far as where Syracuse Dude, is. So, uh, so real quick, Louisville's plus 2,800. Plus 2,800 to win the ACC? Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. But a hundred dollars on that? Throw a C note on there. Why not? Um, yeah, I mean, look. I, no, again, I don't want to make that bad. I don't want to make that bad. I don't want to make it. I'm no, not no, picking no, them canceling. to win the ACC. I'm probably not picking them. I mean, yeah, I probably am picking them on the road at, at but Syracuse. But, but, but they, but, but, uh, minus four? Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> I, Malik, Malik Cunningham is right, twice right, as good as anyone else on that Will field. Will in for that, and then I'll come back in two weeks and decide. No, no, right. that's not how it works. Here's the issue. Here's the issue. <laughs> you, you're going to run it through all your fucking gambling analysis programs and <laughs> then come back. Louisville starts off on the road at Syracuse, then they're at UCF, Florida State. That's still a tough game, and then they got South Florida at home. South Florida is easy at for Boston them. College, at Virginia. You guys, those Louis- are both winnable. I think it's a tough bye week before Pitt at home. Schedule. I'm selling my week before stuff. at Clemson. And then they get NC State at home. Look, I think I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Louisville ended up eight and four. And I think that'd be a huge year for them. All right. I mean, what's their season win total? What, what, what's the bet right now? Find this yeah, for me. I'll Go to BetUS. I'll find it. If on the, I think US. eight and four, I would bet. I would bet their season win total was somewhere around six, six and a half. And I think that eight and four would be a really good year for them. Uh, maybe it's seven wins. I don't know. But to me, that's the last team you look at in that Atlantic Division. Where I, Florida State's, I'm sorry, they're not going to do it this year. I still think Mike Norvell is the right guy for that job, and I think that he inherited a fucking disastrous program. But it's oh, not, yeah. it's not, it's not the year for Florida State, and they're not going to compete for the ACC championship until he's opinion. good. Should we call him Nike Morvell? Nike what? I don't know. Mike Norvell. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, you switch the N and the M, like Nike Morvell. No, yeah, I mean I got it. I just don't, didn't know why that was. <laughs> I didn't know why it was like a, an insult. Um, it's not supposed to be an insult. It's just supposed to be a, a thing, you mo- know. Moving on to the coastal division, everyone is hyping Miami this year super hard. The U. They are the favorite. The U. Is this the year that the U is back? Look, I don't know. I think it's super exciting. Bringing in Mario Cristobal, I think, is actually a really smart move, despite. You know, I wasn't the big, the biggest fan of what he did at Oregon. I kind of felt like he was yeah, always a little bit overrated. Last years. Well, they just never lived up to the hype. They were always like they the beat hype. Ohio State on the road last season. Yeah, for sure. And then what they do? What they do the rest of the year? Well, they lost to a very good Utah team twice. Right. 
I mean, but Utah's good. I know, but I'm just like like the, the hype. Pac-12 doesn't have no teams. They just you suck should after agree with three. me. I'm not saying he sucked. <laughs> I'm saying he didn't live up to what the hype. Every year the hype was like this is Oregon's year, and then they would blow it with a really bad loss on the road to Arizona State or a really bad one. You know, they could never beat Washington or whatever, and they finally do that. And you're right, they beat Ohio State, which was awesome. Did you Lu- find the win total? Uh, yeah, Louisville's season win total six and a half. Oh, I'll, nice I'll take over that all day. Well, that's a lot lower than I thought it was going to be, but that's my point. Is six games? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's why I'm saying eight and four would be an awesome year for them, and I wouldn't be surprised. Right, let's do this. Let's make a college football tailgate line seven. So the push is there. I'll take seven over under the seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, all right, I'll, I'll all go right, over. It's a I'll uh, go eight wins for the Cardinal. All right. Let's go ahead and mark it up. Mark it. We we got to get these on a sheet so we don't forget. <laughs> I, I, will, I feel I like that we've that. already lost so many bet boards. <laughs> well, we had the one show last week, so we'll do last week's, and I'll get this week's too. So I'll get it. I'm gonna start a Google Doc the second that you start oh, saying something long enough. Oh, it's but look, Google I'm actually very oh. interested to hear your opinion on Miami because you look at things, you know, for the most part, strictly from a a, a data and analytical viewpoint because you gamble for a living. This is how you make your money. I don't gamble. I invest on sports for a living. Okay. Gambling is when you go to the roulette table. Uh, I mean, it's still gambling, but Mm. um, gambling has to be legal for you to place these bets. Am I right or am I right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, how do you view Miami? Because to me, the hype is maybe... It's all semantics. The hype is more maybe than what the talent is, even though I think they're actually probably going to be a very good team. Okay, so my whole thing with Miami is something no one's talking about. And I'll get there in just a second. I want to address the other things first. Mario Cristobal is, I think, adequately rated. I think there's a a certain amount of people who overrate him. And then a lot of our listeners who are in Big Ten and SEC country, I'm sure underrate him. Right, I think a lot of people shit on Mario Cristobal because they shit on Pac-12 football. So any any coach associated with Pac-12 football who's not elite, 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 is going to naturally get a little bit of a scoff coming to their school. I mean, look at how Brian Harson coming from what Boise. Yeah. Look at how he was introduced at Auburn. It was not good. It's not and so not going well now either. They don't <laughs> look. Well, they don't look well at Mario Cristobal. Right. The, the, things aren't going. things aren't perceived to be going well in Pac-12 country in the South. My point is here, he's about adequately rated. So I think he's going to go in and do pretty well. I I see him winning eight, nine games, maybe 10. The main thing no one's talking about with Miami is their offensive and defensive line. They're bringing back a lot. They got some transfers. Their lines are going to be very, very good. In the ACC, you need that to disrupt these quarterbacks, get to those quarterbacks, and stop the run. Clemson wants to get ahead, run the football. NC State wants to get ahead, run the football. You can stop that if you're Miami, if your defensive line is elite, which they may be. I mean, Mario Cristobal has always had very, very good defensive lines, whether it's bringing people in and, and, and progressing them or just making the most out of his four or five stars he gets that he got at Oregon. So I like Miami. I think I'm a... My, here's my concern. I think everyone's going to be hyped on Miami right now. Not yeah. everyone, but there's a lot of people that are going to drive the price up on Miami. So sure. I just get a little worried when there's so much hype. Finally, Miami's going to be back. It's a very public team. So I'm excited about Miami, but I don't want to get too excited because I feel like everyone else is going to be... What's their win total? Can you find that? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, look. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Smitty. Uh, so, Walsh, you know how you like to make up uh, products eight, eight for, for people in college football? Yes. Mario Cristobal's Crystal Balls. 
Yeah, that's pretty good. It's a little on the nose. Uh, it's <laughs> not the, as, yours are always on the no, nose. It's not as good as mine. No, well, Luke pickles, are, pickles. Look, mine are a lot better than that. To be honest. look, I'm just being honest, Ryan. Mine are a lot better than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, that was that was, that also, was also, also. I don't know what the market for crystal balls. I'm is. really glad you're trying. You're giving it a shot. And, and for for those new to the show, right? We're always getting new audience. You know, I one of my my specialties is wordplay. You're a coming, lyrical wordsmith. I'm, I'm a motherfucking <laughs> lyrical genius, as Kanye West says. Uh, so I come up with. With good business names and yes have i pitched them to some athletes of course have any materialized not yet but we're, we're searching but that's what i do on this show uh, F- uh felipe frank felipe's franks yeah no that's not on the nose <laughs> that's not on the nose at all oh, look so eight, eight and a half is well but win the total. overs to minus 150 so it's about it's nine. juiced it's about nine. okay and then look i think that's fair again people seem to think they found their guy finally in in tyler van dyke a quarterback who certainly Looked to be like really fucking good last year towards the end of the season. But here's the thing. He only played, he only ended up starting like the the second half of the season. I don't know how many tough games he played. I'm a little worried that, that he's one of these guys who plays really well and gets a lot of hype in the off season and then maybe doesn't live up to it. Now that being said, I think he's going to be a really good option for them. And I think that bringing in Mario Cristobal is for sure the right move for them because he's already recruiting really well. Um, if you don't know, he has really deep. Obviously, he played at Miami, but he has deeper. Line. He has deeper ties to Miami that are important for building the program in the future. His wife, the woman he's married to, comes from like a billionaire family that are major donors to the University of Miami. Oh, must be nice. And so he well, he's really close to like the two biggest boosters that are dumping money into the program in order to make sure that they are competing at the highest level when it comes to NIL, when it comes to facilities. And those are important things for recruiting. And and he recruited well at Oregon, but I think he can recruit at an even bigger level there. And we'll see if the, you know, actually being a good big game head coach is going to follow. I don't know how much of that is going to be instant this year. I think it'd be a really good year for them if they won that's nine the point. games. That's the that's my point. I, I, you know, I hate agreeing with Will so much. I know you do. I think it's one of two things. Either I think think that he's just getting lucky we're on the same page or will's grown over these last couple of years i've and will's looked, learned we're all maturing we're all growing you're right in, the, in this you're way. reading books i um, think <laughs> well they're audio books so let's be careful here i uh i think it's going to go like this in the future I, I will take the over on miami if there's some kind of way to do it the next four years right if we can do a totally fi- agree a four or five year window I, yes. i'm buying oh miami. absolutely not necessarily sure about this year but long term yes so you're saying the same thing yeah, uh, 100%. And I, I think that you look at their season and look, look at how their division is breaking down. Virginia Tech is in the shitter. Um, you know, like you look at a lot of teams, Pitt, everyone is seems to be very high on Pitt this year. Oh, uh, well, I, I like Pitt this year. I think they could be good, but we're, we're even at the end of the day, we're talking about a division where the two best teams are Miami and Pitt. It's not a very good division. But hold on. I think Pitt with Keaton Slovis could actually take a leap. They may win 10 games. I think you're underselling Pitt this year. They've got a very good team. They're bringing back eight starters on offense. As long as Keaton Slovis can play like, uh, let's see, what do they have him ranked? It's like top 15, I think, top uh, uh, Keaton Slovis, ninth overall. Yeah. So if he plays like the ninth best quarterback this year, I think Pitt wins 10 games. If, I don't know if he is that though. And look, West Virginia, Tennessee, that's a tough opening though. For sure. And yeah. look, Kenny Pickett was really good last year. There's a reason why. Did he go in the first round of the Steelers? Where, where did yeah, he get drafted? Yeah, I think so. only, There's a reason why he went that high. He exceeded my Mr. expectations for sure. Yeah, Mr. Tiny Mr. Hands, hands. Throws with two gloves like, like Peyton Manning did when he was 60 years old or whatever. <laughs> and so, look, 
he was really good last year. And I know that Keaton Slovis is really talented. He had a lot of really good games at Southern Cal. Um, I don't know if he's going to live up to that level. And to me, Pitt is, again, it's it's a program that is unproven as far as consistency goes. They had a really good year last year. Okay, um, but hold on. I just want to – I don't want to be hyperbolic, right, and say – and I feel like we could say that about every team in college football except for, like, five. Yeah, for sure. So, But, that, again, this is why – I'm just bringing up question marks. I'm not saying they're going to be right, bad. Right. But to say that and, – and, look, it is just mostly a factor of the fact that I think that – this division isn't good. I mean, you know, North Carolina might be the, the third or fourth best team, and we don't know what they're going to be without Sam Howell. They're a very up-and-down program. Oh, my God. Virginia Tech, Virginia. You know what I mean? Like, like this whole division is full of, of complete question marks, in my opinion. I have the best business ever, okay? <laughs> Pat Narduzzi's Shoesies. <laughs> or how about Jacuzzi's? No! Oh, no. Shoesies? Shoesies. No one, no one shoesies ever says I'm going to go buy Shoesies. Weird people do who may buy people, Shoesies. People say that or, to their dogs or, and their babies. Or Jacuzzi's he could... He Pat could, Narduzzi's Jacuzzi's. Invent the Jacuzzi Shoesie. Oh, now, like what hot would that water be? piped like, into your like, shoe. Uh, <laughs> Or they're oh. like they're like pool shoes, so you don't cut up your feet. You know what I saw mm. once in The Simpsons that I thought would always be recreated and it hasn't yet is a bodysuit you put on when you're watching TV, and it's sort of like a water bed, and it fills it with hot water. I too have had that idea, like a bad, like a but water you, but bed. You watch The Simpsons a lot, so you probably yeah, saw that on The Simpsons. That's probably true. Yeah. But here's the, <laughs> the where I think the issue comes in is that if you have a a suit full of water and you're sitting on your couch, you're you're such easy pickings for someone who wants to fuck with you that just takes a fork or a knife or scissors and just pops a hole in your water yeah. bag, and then you have water everywhere. But if yeah, yeah, and like how yeah. tight does that seal have to be? There's a reason know. why water beds aren't popular. That's true. Yeah, I'm not a big water. You guys I had ever one on a waterbed. I had. They're one. weird. They I were big one. in the '90s and like so, the yeah. '80s, like when we were growing yeah, up. Yeah, that's that, that's when I had one. It was probably mid '90s, and mm. the heater didn't work on it, so it was cold water. Oh yeah, oh, that's man. rough. Yeah, it was bad. I can never get out of a waterbed. I feel like I'm in quicksand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can never get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, there's not a lot of. Uh, it, it, it's a weird way to sleep. I'll say that for sure. Well, I really want to play my game I brought today. Okay, well, really once we're done with the ACC, we'll do it. Okay. And then we'll, we'll okay. split, split it up. So, look, okay. I think we're kind of on the same page with Miami. I actually think they're a really deep and talented team. To me, the question mark is how is it going to come out in some of their bigger matchups? I think right now they'd be a really smart bet, honestly, to win the ACC overall because if you're talking about they don't play Clemson in their regular season. Or, or no, they, excuse me, they do. They're at Clemson. Um but Clemson is a question mark. So what are the odds right now on ACC on Miami to win the ACC? I think the odds are long. And if they are as good as if they live up to the hype, they're probably going to be the best team in the ACC. I just don't know if they're going to do that. You think that? Uh, see, I think if NC State lives up to what they can be, their ceiling is higher than Miami's. But I think Miami's right there, kind of along. But you're saying because the talent Miami has? Yeah, I, I would say NC State has a higher floor because we know what they are and they're bringing back everybody. Whereas Miami has way more talent, way more ability to maybe have a huge year. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And I'm worried that Tyler Van Dyke isn't going to be what we think he is, even though I think he's going to be really good. You ever watch a Dick Van Dyke show? No, I'm not 62, so <laughs> I haven't. I'd never watched. I've the watched Dick a couple Van of Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. I, I grew up watching SpongeBob, so uh, you know uh, that's where I'm at. Best SpongeBob episode. I'll I, give you I actually mine. only saw a few, but okay. I mean, it, it, like we were Crusty young. Crusty Crab Pizza is the pizza for you and me. 
Krusty Krab had pizza? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I don't even remember that one. Best episode. No, you missed it. Mine was the one about Texas. It's like, are people from Texas dumb? Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a little fun, you know, look, I'm, I'm, my family's from Texas. My That's dad's from Texas. And I had a lot of family there. So what's the verdict? No, I actually love Texas. I love the state of Texas. I love the people of Texas. But when I was a kid, like the, you, that's what you learn stuff from. And I remember thinking like, oh, everyone from Texas has got to be stupid hicks, right? And then you travel there and you're like, oh, it's like everywhere else. Like there's, there's stupid there's people. Parts there's parts of smart it, just people. like every state. Exactly. And so I went to that Texas was one once. of my favorite episodes as a kid. I went to uh, San Antonio and I went for the CU bowl game at the uh alamo the alamo bowl alamo, yeah the alamo bowl yeah the yeah. alamo bowl and we did when i was Remember, there the I alamo. Went, when i was there i went to uh, a couple different barbecue places but I, I was sure that i didn't go to touristy barbecue places i went to like the local places and if you pick correctly you're not going to get let down oh it yeah. was a texas has great food i was so blown away by the barbecue and and you wouldn't think that just a piece of brisket and a little bit of the sauce would, would be that amazing, but it is. If it's, it's done it's right. It's very different, yeah. Yes. Than, and is brisket? Brisket was not a, a tailgate uh, option for our- Yes, it was. Yeah. Brisket's yes, it was. on there? Brisket okay. and ribs. I mean, a good brisket, wow. So Will's obviously put a lot more thought into the ACC than the uh, food challenge, because the brisket <laughs> is one of 16 foods, yes. Well, it is college football See, tailgate, when not Will's just tailgates. In, when Will's <laughs> locked in for the season, no one is more dialed than him- but I'm surprised he 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 didn't have I more have of an opinion on brisket. I don't have to put nearly as much prep into knowing which <laughs> foods I like more. I can do that off the top yeah. of the dome, which I can do a little I bit with college football too. By the way, if you're not following us, give us a follow on Instagram, College Football Tailgate. It's very easy to follow. And on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Boom. Unfortunately, College Football Tailgate was taken by some other turd that isn't even using their Twitter what account. A fucking dude. We got to get this person banned, and then we got to steal their account. So if anyone well, has any connections at Twitter. Uh, you know, shoot us a, Elon, uh, a DM. Elon Musk does. Well, yeah, let, let me just reach out. He's going to be suing contact them. Elon. Um, okay, before we get to the, the Pac-12, Tyler. Um, My game. Your game. All right, so this one's going to be quick and easy. It's fun. Uh, I wanted to put your skills to the test. We do some pop culture stuff on here before. We do. We've done some... Uh, we are good friends with Paramount. We like to promote some Paramount shows. We like to talk uh, movie reviews. Yellowstone. I'm not a big movie Great person, show. so I haven't seen a lot of movie reviews. Will recommends Yellowstone for those uh, it's a who TV show, but yes. like Yellowstones. So today's game, <laughs> it's easy. It's called Real or Fake. Now, we've played Real or Fake before. We yeah. We've done school names. We've done mascots. Today's is a movie edition. Now, we've got some audio to play for you. Okay. Ryan, you'll find it labeled one through five there on the audio board. Uh, go ahead and just play it in order. Now, what you're going to do is we'll listen. It's about five to seven seconds per clip, and the game's very easy, very simple. You tell me, is this from a real movie or a fake movie? Well, how is it from a fake movie? Are you, did you like go up and record this by yourself and do all the different character voices? We may or may not have recorded in the <laughs> Woos Media Production Studios fake movie sounding things, but I want to see how good you guys are. And, and it's just going to be your voice. Play, it's going to be a disaster. It, it, may or, it may or may not. Play okay. along at home. I'm, I'm interested. Real movie or fake movie. Ryan, make sure it's all queued up. The volume's good to go. Let's go. Let's see if you guys do well. All right, here's number one. Tonight was the distant future. <laughs> it was a future that started almost seven years ago. It sounds so fake. <laughs> it did, but I think that it's got it's got to be a trap. So I'm gonna go. That's real, Ryan. I, I, I uh, 
Now I'm starting to think maybe it is a real movie, but you uh, you doctored the audio to make it sound like a because it sounds like a voice changer. Well, obviously, if it if he made the audio, it's doctored, but it could be. Are any of the real movie audios uh, edited in any way? Uh, no. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I'm going to go fake then. Okay, it is fake. <laughs> that was a fake movie. All right, so Ryan's up one nothing. All right, let's play number two. All right, number two. He died bravely. You would have been proud of him. The only thing he was afraid of was you. Uh, real the, or fake? The music in the background, I'm going real. Yeah, me too. That is fake. Wow. <laughs> that was a fake movie. Yes, that is created all with different random stuff from places. Okay, so you guys, so Ryan's up uh, one nothing still. Okay, let's go number three. Number three. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. <laughs> oh, wait. I lied. <laughs> Uh, th- this I'm one's real. real. I'm familiar with the evil turkey movie. Yes, this is Thanksgiving. This is a real movie. <laughs> uh, how funny. Uh, I, I, I highly I've never recommend heard it. Of that. Here in a few months, at the end of uh, uh, November, go ahead uh, during the holiday season, watch Thanksgiving. Or it could with, be a Halloween movie. Uh, it could be a Halloween movie, too. Yes, right. Thanksgiving's great. Okay, let's go to the next one. So uh, two Ryan's one. up 2 1. Yep. Okay. All right, number four. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be eighteen dollars. Go, keep the change. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just, just this all these so random. Just all these out of context. Go ahead and play it one more time. So just because that one, that one was a little chopped up, a little the weird. The timing is so weird. Here you go. That's me. How much is it? It'll be eighteen dollars. Go, keep the change. <laughs> Here you go. Real or fake? Fake. I'm going fake. fake. That is real. That uh-uh. is real. Have you guys ever heard of the room? Oh, you the love the room. Oh, I love the room. That is from the room. Okay, so what's, Ryan's still up two one. What's yeah. that guy's name? Uh, Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. That's right. Brilliant. All right, so this is the fifth and final sound. Yep. And number five. I don't even know what that person just said. Sounds like a serial killer documentary. I'm going yeah. fake. Uh, fake. Wow, what's fake? Ryan wins. Ryan, Ryan wins three two. Well, there Very you go. impressive. You guys like real movie? Did fake you movie? record any of those audios? No, or you so, just pulled them so, from weird yeah, places. I, I pulled them from random places. Yeah, because I couldn't do my audio. Actually, I did the last one. That was me here. What did I say? I said something so bad. I couldn't understand I said, it. No. It sounded like a bad drive. Well, it's because I couldn't distort it enough to not make it sound like me. But uh, yeah, do number. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, two again. That one's the best one. He died bravely. You would have been proud of him. The only thing he was afraid of was you. So that, yeah, that was a random piece of uh, like a music. And uh, I found some random like audition on YouTube. Some like some person's like wow. monologue. This is how Tyler spends his day. <laughs> so I, that's how I prepare for the for, for some I love content it. here. I love it. Yeah. So there you go. We're moving you would have thought that you would have done a lot better before that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, because I thought they would have been recognizable movie clips, and they were not. <laughs> and so not. I should have known that you. There would, you go. That's my game. You would throw we'll a curveball. Well, listen. If I could have bet on uh, on who would have won, I would have picked me, and I would have lost. Mm. But Tyler, if you're gonna bet, you got to bet with BetUS. They are. BetUS. They are the show sponsor. They college football tailgate exists thanks no, to. But before you fast forward, don't fast forward. I know everyone fast forwards. Okay. Don't. We fast have forward. a good offer because you can increase your deposit by 125 percent. But I actually want to kind of go away from that, okay? I want to do something. I want to tell everyone to use the promo code TAILGATE because here's what happens. When you sign up with BetUS, they're an offshore account. So what that means is they're not set up in the United States. So a lot of people look at these kind of sports books as being 
a little shadier, a little different to, to deal with. And I get that, but BetUS is totally different. And here's why we recommend them. You can do different things like play in the casino, roulette, blackjacks, fun stuff like that. They have other fun bets like entertainment bets. So if you like the Academy Awards or Grammys, you can bet on that fun stuff too. And they have really good lines for college football, okay? Now, what I recommend is is don't use the bonus. A lot of a lot of people want to go in and get the bonus, which is like 125%. You put in 100 and they give you like 125 back. But there's a rollover. And so you have to bet a certain amount. I think you have to bet right. like 15, 20 times. So it's kind of substantial. So what I here's what I recommend doing. Sign up with BetUS, put in promo code TAILGATE, and don't take the bonus offer. Just put in 50 bucks yourself. I know bonuses are great, but here's what this does. If you just put in money, you're going to start getting email after email with all these crazy offers. Right. So they're going to offer now a 200% bonus with like a five times rollover. So the way you get these good offers is to do nothing initially and don't take advantage of how they see it. Just put in promo code TAILGATE. And that'll get you a lot in the long run. So it's betus.com. It's so worth it because it's so different than like DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM. You're going to love it. And I promise you, it's not, you're going to be able to get your money out very easy. Just remember, put in promo code tailgate. Don't use the initial signup bonus, but use their emails once they send you them and then take advantage of those. So. For sure. And they have fantastic customer support. So like if you're having issues, you can get someone uh, via chat or like on the phone really easily. And you're right. Real easy. They will start sending you emails w- with offers <laughs> yeah. and stuff. They want to keep you betting. And so they're going to yeah. throw promotions your way. But it, and- it, it is substantial. So what a lot of our listeners have gone through is they put in the promo code and they take the initial 125%. Right. And then they realize they put in a hundred. They can't they cash out until you roll like it over. Fifteen hundred bucks. It's right. a lot. So don't do that. I don't. I don't want to put our audience in a bad spot. So don't. T- I know it's weird, but don't take the initial bonus. But the the ones you'll get after that, they're so worth it. So for do sure. That. Uh, now before I actually move on to the Pac-12, um, we forgot to to mention Notre Dame. Now they're not technically an ACC team, but we should mention them this year. And look, I they again are receiving a ton of hype. New first uh, year with with Marcus Freeman as the head coach. And I'm concerned about Notre Dame. I think they are a very good team. And obviously, Marcus Freeman Telling is... you is, Will's getting sharp. They, they are you recruiting like said savages, the first years? by the way. Will would have watched ESPN. He would have watched the, read the headlines. <laughs> and he would have come in here and said, I love Notre Dame. No- <laughs> I'm surprised, Will said. I'm surprised you went there. Well, first of all, they play a super tough schedule. They got, they're at Ohio State right out of the shoot. Their second game, by the way... They should win, but Marshall's not a a pushover team as far as a, a, a group of five team. You're, now you're being crazy. They're going to win that by forty. I, I, I just said that. Well, they're not going to win. I don't know if they're about forty five. That might have to be a bet game, a bet board <laughs> game. Um, they they go at North Carolina. They got to play BYU. They got to play Stanford. They got to play Clemson. They play at USC to end the end the season. Those are tough games, and I know that he's recruiting really well. In fact, he's recruiting at an insane level right now. But that doesn't pay off for this year. We don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like entirely yet uh is going to be you know um uh dyke i think is his name the guy who played a little bit last year they have another more mobile guy they're coming in some people think might win the job i don't know how good you know uh, to me the the biggest question mark is marcus freeman has never been a head coach before outside of the bowl game last year which by the way they almost they blew like a huge lead against oklahoma state late in that game and we just don't know. And for him to come in and have to follow Brian Kelly and say what you want about Brian Kelly, Tyler and I both agree he's one of the best coaches in college football. The guy won like basically 10, 11 games every single season at Notre Dame, which is not easy. And losing that, I just, I, to me, I'm worried that 
you could see them go eight and four and all of a sudden the hype starts to come back a little bit. Some of the recruits maybe start to bail and things aren't looking so awesome for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame anymore. I don't know. I agree. I mean, I think that everyone's way too high on him. And the reason is the hype videos, the you know, recruiting. when they did the, the, the hangover, like the Vegas thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's way too much. Like, I think when you get on the field, and you're playing, you're going to see what Notre Dame's like. He's sure. not going to be bad. No. But eight, nine wins is really And look, big. his players love him, clearly. Like, that, there's a reason why he's recruiting so well. He clearly is able to connect with, with kids and, and with players that age. Um, and his his team loves him. When well, it was announced that he was going to be the head coach, the team went nuts. Maybe in the future, again, once he gets recruits going, once he gets people in there, yep. that's totally different. But now, first year, first year head coach, I just don't buy in like everyone else does. For sure. And I, look, I think that with that tough, uh, you know, that tough schedule, um, I think they're probably still going to win, you know, nine games. But I wouldn't be surprised at eight and four because I think they're going to get worked by Ohio State right out of the shoot. Um, I think that they probably lose to Clemson, even though it's at home. And I honestly, I think they're going to lose. We're going to talk about in the Pac-12. I think they lose at Southern Cal to end the season. That's three right there. And then we just have to hopefully. You know, hopefully they can handle the rest of those teams, but you never know at North Carolina, that could be a tough matchup, especially if it ends up being like a night game uh, on the road. Um, Stanford, I, you know, they probably win that game, but Stanford, again, a tough team. And so uh, I'm a little bit concerned about, you know, Notre Dame matching that, that level of hype. And it sounds like you're on the same page, Tyler. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned uh, North Carolina uh, quickly. Mac, you buying or selling stock? Oh man, I hate to say it, but I'm selling because I I ha- I was really after the first couple of years at North Carolina, I was buying hard and I was all over it, and I thought, man, he's turning it around, and he's definitely a coach that I respect. But at the end of the day, he's still this old guy who got pushed out at Texas because he wasn't succeeding well enough, and I don't know that he runs a very tight ship. And I think you see that on the field where they'll have one game where they look amazing, and the next game, you know, clearly guys aren't. Uh, in position they're not very disciplined Um, and even though he's recruiting very well there I think they're a talented team to me they're just kind of they're a wild card team they're all over the place North Carolina could win 10 games and not surprise me (laughs) and they could win five games and not surprise me all right six and seven last year I have to sneeze by the way so I've had to sneeze for like a minute so, so if a sneeze comes out, then... Uh, hold it in. Yeah. Just hold it in. <laughs> Just tell me and I'll cut it's, your mic. It's good for you. No, actually, uh, quick story. I had a friend. <laughs> I had a friend one time who tried to hold in his sneeze and keep his eyes open, and he burst all the blood vessels. Uh, no, way. you're not supposed to do this, oh right? Oh, my God. No, you're not. <laughs> um, well, we move on to the Pac-12. And look, again... Are the- we doing the bracket at the end? Yeah, we'll do the. Okay. We'll do. Or do you want to do it now before the Pac-12? Okay, yeah, let's do the bracket now. Okay, perfect. Uh, can you bring it up for me? I can bring it up. I have to go get a uh, charger for my laptop real quick. I'll uh, bring it up then. Okay, can you bring it up and? Uh, yep. Uh, actually, Ryan. So if you're not familiar, yeah, what, I, I'll intro while you bring it up. I'll intro. Okay? I got it right here. We're good. So we, but I'll intro the what we did. So yeah. we did a bracket, and it was actually Ryan's idea. Ryan's like, we need to do a bracket this year. Let's do a nice bracket, and what we decided is. This is college football tailgate. We need to do something tailgate related, okay? So best tailgate foods. And we try and keep everyone in mind all across the country from Maine to Florida to Texas to California Maine. to Oregon. We're, we're, we're going for everyone. Shout out okay? Bangor. But we, we also <laughs> went for 
just the most popular <laughs> generic items. We're not going for, sure. for my grandma's spicy bubblegum shrimp gumbo. We're not going for that. We're not I mean, going for where's, where's maybe that, should have been included. I got where's this, honest, where's that voice from, man? My Big Ten fried chicken. You know, we make this every year. We're not going for any of that stuff. We're going for generic things. So if you have a classic grandma's dish, recipe, something that you made, we're not, we're, and, and part of this was just sales, right? So I know hamburger patties are like the most sold item. So hamburgers are number one in the bracket, okay? Uh, hot dogs are very, very, very widely sold. They're number two. So the seating was done on a mix. Popularity. It's a blend of how popular, how sold. And then we did a little intervention, right? Like salad at number 16, you got to have a punching bag at 16, right? Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to... Salad has no chance against hamburgers. Spoiler alert but for all the vegetarians out there. For all my I'm tailgate sorry. goers, you go to a tailgate, there will be a salad out. There's always There's a, a salad out. There's Yeah, there's usually salad out for the... And I like a salad, but not by itself at a tailgate. If uh, if, you, if you give me one thing, it's not the salad. See, I actually disagree. I'll take a salad if there's a couple of conditions that are being met. It's kept Buffalo in a very salad. It's kept in a very cool, d- like place, right? It, it's either air conditioned or like very because salad gets hot, and you keep that lettuce <laughs> out, it gets wilty. It's not good. so as long as the lettuce is good, and what you got to have it is, is like a mini salad bar. So well, right, but even so, still, a big a big thing of lettuce, and then you got all your different dressings, your different toppings. I'll put some bacon on there, a little tomato, a little cheese, a little, and that's how you do your salad. So I don't hate salads. No, at all. me I'll neither. Do some salad, even. but it's not your first choice at a tailgate. Obviously, it's not my first choice, and it's going up against burgers. So are we exactly. starting there? One sixteen. Yes. Okay, all right. I'll so I'll take burgers all day. Exactly. And here's the reason. We'll talk about this next round because let's not spend a lot of time on this one. The reason why burgers are so great, the versatile aspect, right? You can make Very them versatile. barbecue. You can put a little ketchup if you're weird like you guys. You can put some little mustard. You can do whatever you want with a burger. So burgers are great. Also, you can, uh, for your health conscious, you can do turkey, impossible burgers, anything. Impossible too, yeah. The impossible <laughs> Disgusting. Burger. Yeah, I'm not eating it. Go ahead and kill that cow and give it shoes. Like. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, okay, so we might as well just start there. We're doing the whole first round of the bracket yeah, here. Yeah, so check the bracket out on our social media, College World Tailgate on uh, Instagram, at CFB underscore pod on uh, tailgate, or on uh, Twitter, underscore uh, CFB underscore P-O-D on Twitter. Yep. Um, One versus 16. We are, we're obviously going burgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Burgers over salad. Okay. Uh, two is, is hot dog versus sandwiches, number 15. This Ooh. is actually... You know, for a two versus fifteen, this is actually a pretty good list. Well, it's a it's a pretty good matchup. Sandwiches are nice because they are convenient. Also a lot of versatile. Can be fed, very versatile. But here's the sandwiches. once you get into the versa the, the 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 versatile nature of sandwiches and people are making their own, it's messy. It's not you got meat sit, sit, sitting out. It's not good, right? Here, uh, you know, grab your hoagie, grab your meat, grab your cheese. Grab your hoagie. I don't like the whole make your own sandwich. <laughs> so if you are uh, your, your bread, right? Your, uh, yeah. your, your, your baguettes. I mean, hoagie works. <laughs> we'll just turn it dirty. Well, I know. But uh, transfer portal. I don't mind sandwiches, but you're going against hot dogs. Yeah, hot I dogs are winner. a hot dog. And hot I dog love wins. a good sandwich, but at a tailgate, come on. There's you a reason why hot dogs dog. are the two seed. I, perfect perfect I, hot dog. Name it right now. Um, Hebrew National. Di- oh, you mean just no, no, the no, brand? No, what's on it? What you put on it? Diced oh. onions, um, brown mustard. That's it right that's there. That's a Ooh, nice, that's a classy, Forgot about the brown good mustard. hot dog. I'm going relish, sauerkraut, and uh, mustard. Mm, okay. Fancy. I'm, I'm but playing I like Jay it. and just ketchup and mustard. 
Yeah, that's I will good throw too. some. Uh, you go some, ketchup. I'll throw some Ketchup's onions good. on there. Ketchup's sure. not good. See, you know what I disrespect oh my is God. that that opinion. I've no, been, no, 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 I've no, been no, no, hearing no. this my entire life. I want to be so. Look, Sick of your your, I, your elitist hot dog opinions. Uh, it is. It is an elitist hot dog opinion. And, and look, I'm going to be real for a sec. I look down on you ketchup eaters. Okay, I'm, I'm just. I'm being. I, I, think I look down is, on relish. Well, you should, because <laughs> relish is a shady condiment. So I'll give you that. Okay, but Ryan, you got to understand, the people who invented hot dogs, those who created the hot dogs, say ketchup ruins it. And it's because the, the the flavor. Don't care. <laughs> you know what that is? The flavor profile overwhelms it, so the ketchup becomes the meal. That's why you don't do it. The ketchup is so overwhelming. Mustard's a becomes, pretty overwhelming flavor no, as well. It's complimentary. I, w- I, would, I would argue that mustard's even stronger of a taste than ketchup. Ryan, it's complimentary. So I'm not saying I don't like it. No, but I'm saying there's a way to go about your hot dogs. Yeah, I think there's you're a going wrong a little way, bit over the there's top. There's a right way. I'm not going over the top. This is real, and I believe in this. And Ryan, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out. No. Over the next... <laughs> I don't want your help. All right, so hot dogs win. I'm sorry. Hot <laughs> okay. dogs win. Hot dogs win. Uh, three versus 14. We've got chili at the three seed versus oh. enchiladas. Now, look. If you bring me enchiladas at the tailgate, if I see... If, if those are my options, I I might go towards the enchiladas. However, chili to me like is the essential... Yeah. It's an essential tailgate food, especially if it's cold weather. Like a bowl of hot chili, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. all day. Chili wins because it's the best uh, tailgate food so far. And chili survives mm. the cold weather. It is versatile again. You're going to hear, hear us saying that oh, a yeah. lot. Um, you can make it anywhere in the country, any kind. You got your Texas chili, which they don't do beans in Texas chili. You got your Northwest chili. You got your Big Ten chili. You got your Colorado chili. You got your West Coast chili. And... Football after the first. Can we know, include green chili in this? Yes, nice. I'm I'm down for that green chili as well. But the thing is, actually, I don't know if we do green chili in this. That 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 makes it a whole different category, right? Okay. We're we'll, talking. We'll stick to red. Yeah, chili. Yeah, we're talking like red chili. But I just think if you're talking any tailgate, chili reminds me of playoff season, the end of the year, rivalry, cold week. weather, cold, cold yeah. weather, snow game, exactly. And that's what I love about college football. Now, my team, the CU Buffs. We're not always in it, but as a fan, once you get towards the end of November, December, and you're out there and it's cold, I love bringing an extra jacket, bringing a hoodie, getting ready for the games. You know, a lot of people go, I don't go if it's snowing. Like, no, I love snow games. So chili's part of that for me. The pregame chili experience, that to me says... We're getting ready for some football. Yeah, so I love chili. Up. And actually, we skipped. That was four versus 13. We skipped three. Or that was, excuse me. Uh, yeah, four versus 13. We skipped three versus 14. Okay. The three seed is wings. The 14 seed is pizza. Ah, this is the matchup I didn't want to do. No, but here's the thing. <laughs> pizza is a 14 seed because pizza is not showing up at tailgates. Not as common. Not, not as, as common, common. Unless you have, and I will say this. If anyone out there has a pizza oven... Send us a picture. We'll put it on our social media because we love that. That's that's getting real. That yeah. is different. But if we're talking the general United States tailgate, this America, damn it, we're not doing pizza at a tailgate, right, guys? It's wings. Yeah, unless yeah. you're wings like having a delivery. Material. But even still, wing, wings, no, wing. wings. Because yeah, you can smoke them, you can grill them, you can bake them. Yeah. You got your barbecue, you got your buffalo, you got your sweet chili, you got okay. all of them. So fight within a fight. Oh, no. Drums or flats. I'm a flats guy. I love you know, drums, honestly, but I love a flat. I, I 
you you guys know how I uh, like to come with my takes. I'm in the middle for this one. I are you, are you a boneless guy? Any wing put in front of me, I love. Uh, all oh of yeah, it. me too. Yeah, I, I'll, I I'll, love, I'll eat them all. If sure. it's a flat, I dig in. I, in, in. I eat my flats a certain way. I eat my flats one side, flip it, eat the other side, Corn and then, then the middle's left. You got to pull the bones you, out, and then you push yeah, the middle I, through. I, I usually just pull one bone and just. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do. But I eat one side, other side, push the middle through. Interesting. So it's all favorites so far. The 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 top seeds so far are winning. Now we get into maybe a little bit more contentious. So what has advanced so far? Uh, burger, hot dog, wings, and chili. Okay. Uh, See, I think where we're going to get the real good matchups is second round. Second round. But mm. even so, okay, so five seed, uh, brisket versus uh, the 12 seed nachos. Now, here's my opinion. Brisket should win, but the at most tailgates, you're not going to have top-of-the-line brisket. Right. And nachos are have easy. Have you ever been to an SEC football game? My F, my God, Will, this is so goddamn disrespectful. I apologize to anyone out there listening in Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee. I mean, Will, give me a break. They got smokers on location, my man. They're just having a smoker doesn't they make have good been waiting brisket, for week one in Tuscaloosa since the end of last year. You're not telling me that brisket's going to be the juiciest brisket you've ever had. I Brisket's dis- not easy to do right. That's my opinion. I'm going right. nachos too. Am I getting worked up here? <laughs> yeah, you're getting a little fired up. About I'm getting briskets. fired up because I I think that defending the the, the SEC honor Pro- probably probably arguably the toughest thing to make in the entire challenge. Okay. Brisket's hard I'm to make good, up. and 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 just like medium level brisket is not that good. And I'm 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 gonna say something that you're really not gonna like. I'm not even a huge fan of brisket. Period. Oh, my God. oh wow. Now look, if you give me some brisket nachos, that sounds pretty good. Let's make some love childs we, on this can bracket. We, can we just be real for a sec, okay? Can we be very honest for one second? I think less of you now than I did 15 <laughs> seconds ago. I don't doubt it. You don't know what you think about brisket. You know what that tells me? No, but you're not fat. Okay, if we're talking, of course, uh, the assumption is top of the line brisket. Maybe, that's maybe one I thing. just haven't had top of I'm, the line brisket. I'm saying at at a tailgate, you're not going to get top of the line brisket. Brisket is hard to do right. In fact, some barbecue places don't even make good brisket. Right. That's I'm a fact. I'm saying there's a lot more good brisket out there than you guys think. It's this whole yeah, but nachos can be place. as easy as as Look, 99 cent shredded cheese are, and some fucking toast, you, tostitos. I think you guys are high. I think you guys are crazy. I think that you guys are absolutely out of your minds. Right, well, I'm think going with nachos. Me too. This is what I was afraid of. So, <laughs> nachos advance. Nachos, nachos advance. Seat advance. This Look, is democracy. I'm going to go back to this. For anyone, on, I hope, I hope there's someone on social media who says something about that pick because I agree with you. I agree with you. That was a bullshit pick. <laughs> I mean, again, look, it, uh, we can't operate under the assumption that all these are the best version of themselves. And that's that's what I'm saying. If that was the case, then what I mean, are we even talking about burger here? Before. But hold on. Even if we have a... And I'm not defending now for the sake of defending and being honest. If Even if we have a mid-level brisket, it's really... Now comes down to the barbecue sauce. And yeah. if you have a good, good, good but sauce... But again, that's a, that that's a transforms that plate above nachos, in my opinion. What if there's not good sauce? You know now, what I mean? Nachos, nachos are, are easy. But nachos are not easy. Here... Not for a tailgate. Nachos, are you going to share them with someone or is it your own nachos? Well, that's the beauty of nachos. They can be anything. You no, can they're share not. them or you not. Don't wanna, that's 
disgusting. Okay, and at a tailgate, you don't want to share a big pile of nachos. You're doing a lot we're, we're grosser all, things. Everyone, at tailgate. What are we talking about? I'm not saying a giant plate of a whole a whole thing. And I, that's usually, I'm, people have like I'm saying like, like a utensils, paper boat. utensils, and then you load up a plate of stuff. Now, okay, so even so, now now you're not getting all of what the nachos are meant to be. The nachos. If you're getting a plate of something, you're getting a small portion of a heaping plate of nachos, right? Unless you get a little bit of everything, you're missing out. So so 75% of people are going to miss out on the experience of what the nachos should be. A little melted cheese, a little sauce, a little jalapeno. That's a fair argument. It's hard to get perfect consistency. It's not hard to get that for brisket at all. And as a matter yeah, of fact, you can load up. It's hard to get good brisket in general, I think. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, everyone. Look, it, it just means more. I understand. Not to this guy over here. Uh, moving on, the six, yeah. the yeah. six versus I'm eleven. Seed. Up for everyone, uh, fried chicken six seed versus breakfast burritos eleven. I mean, look, breakfast burritos are nice for that early morning kick, but I think we're probably all in agreement that fried chicken is better than a breakfast burrito at a tailgate. We had two people on social media vote for breakfast burritos. So does that count? Do they get a vote? No, I, I, I'm personally going breakfast burrito. No shit. Okay, and Tyler. Uh, I just the, so, re- and the reason why I say that so is Will's going fried chicken. So, hold on, hold okay, on. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I say that is I guess it doesn't really matter so much um, cold weather, but fried chicken is just too greasy, and if you're out in the sun mm. and it's just horrible. And a breakfast burrito, you know, what else do you do at tailgates? You're usually drinking all day. It's a good thing, good hearty, thick, um, lots of substance with the potatoes. Um, gets you a good base for you so you can pour liquor all over it. Okay, fair enough. Wow. That's a solid argument. Now, Tyler's the deciding factor here. So which way are you going to go? I had to throw in those. You seem torn. I know you are you like fried chicken. Obviously, you like uh, breakfast burritos, too. So Here's this is tough. It's how we're doing the fried chicken. Because fried chicken is kind of broad. I love fried chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fried chicken guy. Now, you're going to go KFC fried chicken, that's one thing, right? You go Popeye's fried chicken, that's a whole other thing. You go homemade fried chicken, if you do it the right way, that's a whole other thing. So, I love fried chicken. And at a tailgate, does it get any better, right? Finger foods, a little greasy, but it's okay. Counterpoint, a burrito wrapped in in foil is easy to eat, you know what I mean? I love a good breakfast burrito, okay? Now, they're not as, as versatile as you think. Some people think... Oh, look at the options. But that's not the case because you're not going to get generally someone going, you want bacon, you want sausage, you want ham, you want chorizo, you want potato, no potato. They're going to be your breakfast burritos. Eat them or don't eat them, okay? But <laughs> if they're made the right way, I love a you know, again, burrito. it's about representation. Remember the chili? Remember how that represented a cold playoff football game yeah. for me, right? Breakfast burritos represent morning Big Ten football. We're getting ready to go out there, getting ready for the morning game. There's nothing like a hearty breakfast burrito to get you going through the morning, ready for the game. It's for so, the real devoted people that are tailgating so early, the question, too. The question That's for true. this comes down to, is it about that morning feel or is it about that classic tailgate feel for the chicken? I'm going to go breakfast burritos. Nice. Wow, okay. We're going Big Ten football. Another upset. Breakfast burritos. An upset. Let's go. Breck burritos. Breck burritos. With the 11 seed. So 12 and 11. But, but, major but you, upsets. But you've got to be careful here because they have to be done well. Okay? That was, they got to be done that, well. That was my whole argument. They can't be like a, like a soft, raw, thrown together uh, tortilla with that, some like scrambled eggs do, and a little bit. I do agree with that. And also, this is a little bit of a pro tip. Don't leave them in the foil too long because then they get like soggy. Okay. 
Okay. That's a good point. Okay, seven versus ten. I, to me, I don't know how this could be a seven seed personally, um, but brats versus brats with a seven seed versus pulled pork sandwich for number ten. Oh. My vote is for a brat 100% of the way. I, to me, there's a reason why I think hot dogs are so high level too is that it's an easy food to eat at a tailgate. It's in a bun. You put your toppings on it. You can easily be eating, uh, drinking with the other hand. It's a, it's a one-handed meal. It's a classic one. There's a lot of good toppings. I'm going brats all the way. Yeah, I'm going brats too. Me as well. Okay, so here's the thing about brats is we uh, had another social media interaction. That someone said brats are the same as hot dogs. No, that's, no, no, that's no. preposterous. That's, that's very silly. For And here's, here's, here's my reason why. You guys can maybe add on. But the reason is... It's about experience. It's about taste. It's about what it means to you, right? So I fill up on a brat. I can have maybe one, maybe two brats, but brats are different. They're more of a sausage, more of a whole experience. I put a little mustard on a brat, but a brat's enough. A hot dog, I can pound like four hot dogs. It's a different experience. A hot dog is a complement to other options at the tailgate it's also a different it, like they're different in other reasons than that uh, reasons than that a lot of times hot dogs are cooked in like boiling water or they're put on hot rollers or whatever gotta grill it you, gotta you, grill you, it a broad is always grilled meant to be no grilled. one ever sells you a brat that's sitting in a boiling pan of hot water in a, in a you know a cart but like you I, get with a hot dog I, i'm still comparing grilled hot dogs to grilled brats and it's still a uh, very yeah, different sure. experience a grilled hot dog I can have, and, and this is part of it, this is part of the fun of, of what we're doing, is we're doing the bracket, the best one, but the best tailgates have all of these. So I want a little brisket here, I want a little tacos here, a little nachos here, right? I want everything, and you can throw a hot dog in with that. If you throw a brat in with that, a brat's too much. And by the way, look at the bracket, it says brat slash sausage, right? So it's right. a different approach. It could be a hot link. Kielbasa? It could be a kielbasa. So these are filling things. It is not a hot dog. A Brats hot dog are a little a more quick, kill ubiquitous it, easy, though, right? Boom. So yeah, we'll do brat. But yeah, I'm, I'm with brat too. Um, okay. And last but not least, the eight versus nine, we've got tacos versus ribs. Now look, two of my favorite foods. This is the eight, nine. This is eight. This nine. sounds like eight nine because this one's tough, and it's yeah. tough. Tacos yeah. are one of my favorite uh, meals, and a a taco that's done right might be like the most delicious thing in the world. However, what I would say is that ribs to me represent a tailgate more. I and and they are a little bit more ubiquitous when it comes to a tailgate. You'll find ribs often. Yes, they're messy, but to me, tacos have more variance as far as as are they good or are they bad and i don't think you see them at tailgates quite as often and even though i love tacos i think i'm going ribs ryan what do you think uh yeah uh, those are all good points um and and honestly you brought up uh, ribs can be messy but tacos can be just as messy with shit falling out of them so i think i'm going ribs i'm going ribs too i love ribs. wow okay i'm honestly i'm surprised there so now we have... I'm going to go get my uh, charger, and I'm going to use the little ladies' room. Uh, here are the winners from the first <laughs> round. We've got uh, burgers, hot dogs, wings, chili, nachos, breakfast burritos, brats, and ribs. I mean, if that's what you're that's left with... solid tailgate. That's really <laughs> solid. Uh, I wouldn't have expected that, um, that Tyler would have been so, um, you know... Now that he's out of the room, I mean, wow, he got emotional about about brisket, dude. I, I didn't think, see that coming. I don't think I've ever seen him that upset. Has did he have like a moment in his childhood that was really important regarding brisket that maybe we no was no and and I've said this before, but I've known Walter a long time, and he's and I knew I was gonna have this uh, that that I didn't know that was the response I was gonna get, 
but um, yeah, fired up. <laughs> but um, I'd say other than maybe hot wings. Barbecue's probably his favorite food. Okay, so now now I get it. We touched on a nerve. Oh yeah, we definitely struck a nerve. <laughs> we, we, we struck a real nerve, and it's good to know. And I think we're gonna have to, you know, we're just gonna have to keep that in mind moving forward. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be uh, conscious of our of our topics on food. That was pretty serious, but we are gonna move. <laughs> we're gonna move on to the Pac-12 now. Tyler is uh, making his way back down from the little girls' room. Um, <laughs> Look, the Pac-12 to me is fascinating, just like the ACC. We have so many fun storylines. Obviously, the biggest one being Lincoln Riley moves yeah. to, to Southern Cal. Uh, Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon. So you have a lot of, of coaching changes, a lot of shuffling going around. And to me, it's wide open. And the only team where, you know, right now, a lot of people are, are picking them as favorites, and I think rightfully so, is Utah because, hey, they won the Pac-12 yeah. last year. They bring back a ton of people. They bring back Cam Rising, the quarterback. The defense we always know under Kyle Whittingham is going to be good. Talk about an underrated coach. Oh, for sure. One of the best in the country. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Always has strong teams, always wins consistently. Yep. It, and going back to the recruiting thing, um, I mean – I can't imagine their their top classes are are up there. Oh, never. Yeah, it's a hard. I mean, it's hard to recruit kids to Salt Lake City. For sure, you're in the middle of the country. There's not a lot of talent, obviously, in the state of Utah or any of the surrounding states. And now, you know, and you're always competing with the other schools in the Pac-12. It's it's hard yeah. to go into to I, I think Los too, Angeles and a pitch a kid. The stereotype with Utah is it's all Mormon, which is very untrue. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like uh, I've said it before in the podcast. Uh, if you ever have a chance to go to a football game at Utah, it's actually a really awesome stadium. Very loud fans. It's small. It's like 45,000 people. Really? It's louder than some 60,000, 70,000 uh, wow. seat stadiums. They have really good fans. What game did you see there? Um, it was actually Jim Harbaugh's first game at Michigan was on oh, the road at cool. Utah, so I drove there. And uh, Utah won. It was a really good game. But, man, I, I left just super impressed with the fan base there uh, with how devoted they are. And so, you know, look, I think that – the Pac-12 is full of, of storylines, and the, the big ones are, are in the South, right? It's it's Lincoln Riley at USC. It's uh, it's Utah, you know, returning champs. You have who knows what's going to happen with Herm Edwards at Arizona State. Uh, there's rumors that, you know, a lot of people think he could be fired like any day. We said that last year, and somehow he continued to, to hold on to his job. Yeah. But whenever the, the NCAA comes down with those recruiting violations, it's not going to look good. The North, though... You have Oregon, who with Dan Landing coming in from Georgia, what are they going to look like? Obviously, super talented with all everything that's left over from Mario Cristobal's time. You have a Washington team with a new head coach after uh, uh, Jimmy Lake got fired. Uh, still a very talented roster. And then you probably have Oregon State, but the bottom of the Pac-12, unfortunately, is is not in a good spot as Ooh. far as you look at Arizona, you look at uh, Colorado. Colorado, you look at Washington State. Uh, Cal, you know, these are not good teams. And it's very interesting to know, especially now that moving forward with USC and UCLA moving on to the Big Ten coming up after, you know, they have two more years here in the Pac-12, what's that going to look like moving forward? But to me this year, the story is all about how Lincoln Riley performs at USC and can they live up to some of the expectations that he brings with them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, We'll see. I don't know. You know, obviously he's he's got his uh, you know his, his schemes um, from Oklahoma, but I'll be interested to see you know what what he does with 
with the with some of the other athletes they get in Southern Cal. I'm not saying that they get better athletes than Oklahoma, obviously. Um, but you know, what is his coaching style? Um, did he bring all of like it, all of his assistants and everything with him? He brought Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator from Oklahoma. Alex so Grinch. He is going to be, <laughs> and actually, that's an interesting move for him because Alex Grinch, before he was at Oklahoma, was the defensive coordinator at Washington State. So he's really familiar. Interesting. And he did very well there. He's familiar with with the Pac-12 conference. And I think when you talk about Lincoln Riley moving to USC, I mean, look, USC has never... I'm back. Uh, Tyler's back. Uh, USC has never had an issue from a talent perspective. They're in one of the most sure. talent-rich areas of the whole country, and yet they couldn't find ways to be successful since Pete Carroll left. And I think you finally... I, I think that this Southern Cal team, especially this year, is basically on a razor's edge of... Is it going to be really good because they're so talented and Lincoln Riley can maybe pull it together? Or if it goes bad and they lose a few games early, do we see something like we saw last year with Texas where Cirque came in, they were really good, and they had a couple losses, and it just snowballed from there, and Texas ended up losing, like I think, their last six games or yeah. something. I think you could see something like that with Southern California just because they have so many big personalities there and there's so much hype associated with it that – if things go bad, it could go bad quickly. But honestly, I think they'd probably be my pick to win the Pac-12 right now. I don't think it's going bad. I think it's going to be great. Uh, Lincoln Riley. Now, let me ask, where do you put him right now in the hierarchy of coaches across the country? Like top five on the Nick Saban status? Like where is it? Uh, no one's on Nick Saban status, according to me. I, I mean, he'd probably be, again, I have to like actually break it down. He'd be at the very least he'd be in like the third tier of coaches but to me he i mean i i would put him as a top 10 coach in the country for sure okay so i see it as like a five to seven point upgrade from the previous clay helton from clay helton and his staff and what they had the, sure. the, the culture it's all so it's it's a touchdown upgrade yeah so the pac-12 is going to be weak i mean usc just has to get through a couple of these tough games on the road and they're going to be just fine at Utah mainly. That's at the big Utah, one. Utah. I mean, I mean, I think USC. Look, no one talks Pac-12. I get that. I like the Buffs. They suck, but <laughs> the Pac-12 in general is very, very top-heavy for sure. You got USC. You got Utah, Oregon, and that's that's like it. And maybe a little bit of Washington, yeah. but not so much last year. Maybe Oregon. You know, maybe Washington, but that's it. So, I think USC could be like a dark horse national title contender because if they go undefeated in the Pac-12, win some of these games, Lincoln Riley does his magic, what is saying they can't get to that level and maybe compete with, I don't know about Alabama, but let's right. say like a Georgia Clemson second, you know, third team. Right. I think they could be right there. Yeah, so. look, I think I think there. it reminds me a lot of when Urban Meyer went to Ohio State and Ohio State was six and six the year before. Yeah. And everyone knew he was going to turn around, but no one thought it would be instantaneous. And they had a bull band, so he couldn't go to a bowl game that year, but he went 12-0. and 0. A bull band. And, and nobody, nobody saw that coming. They all thought he'd be good, but no one expected undefeated, right? And... To me, I could. I think that's a very real possibility for Southern Cal with Lincoln Riley at the helm. Now, to go to your point, I don't see any way they could actually win the national championship because I can't imagine them beating a team like an Alabama or a Georgia, no, not yet. or probably not yet. even Ohio State. You're right, but could they? Are they a great pick as a dark horse to make the playoff? Absolutely, 
because if you look at the other conferences, there's a good chance that whoever comes out of the Big 12 is not coming out undefeated, right? They're coming out battered. Same thing with the ACC. So if you're talking about the, the Final Four playoff ended up being whatever, let's just say Alabama and Georgia for the sake of the argument because there's a high likelihood of that, and then Ohio State or whoever the Big 10 winner is, you're going to tell me that an, Ohio, or an undefeated Southern Cal isn't going to get in over a two-loss Oklahoma or Baylor or Texas or, well, or a two-loss Clemson. Sure. Exactly. And so to me, I actually I think that'd be a great bet to pick them to go to the playoff. And I think they could be that talented immediately. He brings in obviously Caleb Williams, the quarterback transfer from Oklahoma. Now that he Caleb Williams has to work on his his ability as a passer. He For was sure. he was a game breaker last year. But he, a lot of what he did with his legs and just like being a natural talent, it wasn't so much from like, I'm just going to sit back in the pocket and chew you up like we saw with a lot of Lincoln Riley quarterbacks before that. But can he be that? For sure. And they bring in the transfer wide receiver Jordan Addison from Pitt. Like this team is loaded with talent and the defense doesn't even have to be a top 15 defense for USC to go undefeated. If they're a top 40 defense, they might go undefeated. I think if they win again, that Utah game's everything. So for sure. But if if they're undefeated going to the Utah game and Utah's undefeated, do you like Utah more? In no. Utah, in the altitude? No, because that's that's kind of what we expect out of Utah heading into that game is going to be undefeated. We don't know what Southern Cal is, and if Southern Cal is undefeated, yeah, maybe the hype is more than what it should be, but they're rolling with a ton of hype. All of a sudden, they're the hottest thing in college football again. It feels like Pete Carroll all over again. And if they look really good, and especially if the defense is looking solid under Alex Grinch, um, they win that game. It's gangbusters at that point. It, it's playoff or bust for Southern Cal at that point. Well, so USC will be undefeated. I mean, they got Rice, Stanford, Fresno, Oregon State. ASU, who's going to be down this year? You talk right. about a team that's down. ASU with their distractions and sure. restrictions, but uh, Utah, they open up at Florida. Yeah. So I wonder about that game. Down week here for one. Florida, but even still, tough game um, at, at Florida week one, right? right. Out of the shoot. Then they got, and I don't want to transition so far yet, but then Utah has uh, Southern Utah, San Diego State, good team, Yep. and then Arizona State on the road. Uh, Oregon State at home, UCLA on the road, then USC. So we're talking about the two best teams in the Pac-12. The question is, who is elite, if any of them? Are any of them elite? That's a, that's like the question. Are any of these teams elite? Any of them? I, I Southern Cal could be. I don't think Utah is elite. Again, could they make a run for the playoff? Yes. Are they gonna? Do they have a chance at beating Alabama? No. Do they have a chance at beating the SEC champion? Uh, no. And that's not a disrespect to Utah, but look. Um, you know, Michigan won the Big Ten last year, and they didn't have a chance at beating Georgia or Alabama. That's just the way it is. Those teams right. are on a different level. It's not a, a slight at Utah. But Southern California has more just raw talent, and I know that can be frustrating for Utah fans because, frankly, Utah is better coached. They're tougher because they have to be. They have to be to be at that level. But see, I think you're off this year. I think this year's different. Utah is good. Cam Rising it, it is a game changer for them, and it's always a good defense. But look, I, would I be surprised at all if Utah went undefeated and won the, the Pac-12? No. Um, but if Do we gonna, know the rankings? Do we know the preseason rankings for coaches at all, the coaches poll or any of that? The coaches poll just came out. Uh, talk a little, a little bit about what you think about Utah. I'll bring them up. Well, I think Utah could be a lot better than people think. Now, let me talk about my rankings. Okay, this is I can right now give you any team in college football what the spread should be. Neutral, home field, whatever. 
Utah right now would be, and let's not go uh, uh, spreads, but let's just go overall in the conference. They would be the number three team in the SEC. It would go Alabama, Georgia, Utah. They would be ahead oh of Texas A and M. Uh, yeah, they'd be ahead. As a matter, they'd be a, a, about. 0.75 to a point better. And so we're not talking a lot, right? We're talking under a point. But like 0.75 points better than, than A&M right now. Um, I mean, look, it's a tough exercise because we're never going to know what Utah would look like playing an SEC schedule. And we're never going to know what A&M would look like in the Pac-12. But if you put A&M in the Pac-12 right now, I think that they'd be they'd be right so there with, with yeah. Utah and Southern California. I, I, I can't where go. I can't find the PFF rankings right now. I know they had them high, but either way, my point with all this is, I just think Utah is better than people think. And when you put them on that level of A and M, everyone freaks out. But but right now, I do have Utah a half point to a point better than Texas A and M. You look at them as a team. Look, I know all the hype is around Jimbo Fisher, what he's been doing, and I do agree with you, Will, that if A and M were in the Pac-12, they are going to be looked at as one of the best teams. I'm not saying anyone's that much better than A and M, but I think that my whole point here is USC and Utah are a lot better than people think, and I specifically uh, have Utah a lot higher than you do, Will. Um, I don't know how we can make this a bet board game, but did you find the info you're looking for? Did you well, the coaches' it? poll came out, and Utah's eight. Um, Texas A&M, Texas A&M seven, by the way. Um, but yeah, I so mean, that's the thing. Southern, Utah's eight Southern, right now. Southern in the coaches' poll. You are disrespecting a number eight team more than I've ever seen before. I'm not disrespecting. I just said I wouldn't be surprised if they went twelve and zero. I'm just saying to me. Lincoln Riley is that like a top tier coach, and if you give him, if you if you put that in Southern Cal, which we haven't seen since Pete Carroll, what did we see when we had a top tier level of coach at Southern Cal with Pete Carroll? It was they were really fucking good. They were one of the best teams right. in the country constantly, and maybe they won't be that this year again. Right, it, that, it could but go that, bad. That's what we're talking about this year. Like, what do you see Utah doing this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I see, uh, honestly, whoever wins the Utah-Southern Cal game wins the Pac-12. So Utah's opinion. got at Florida. That's going to be a very, very tough game, but they probably win, okay? And if they do win at Florida, what? They go to number six or seven, right? Presumably. It depends on who loses in front of them. Okay. Southern, U- well, I don't know. That's a big win for week one. There's not going to be a lot of big games. Florida's not one. that. Florida had a bad year last year. They have a brand new coach. They're not going right, to be is ranked. Is Florida ranked right now? Uh, No, they are not. Okay. Not in the coaches. Well, board. maybe forget that then. But either way, that's going to be a decent it's optics a big win. Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's an optics win. Uh, Southern Utah next week. Uh, San Diego State, like I said. Arizona State. They're going to. They're going to jump up to six, five, four. They're going to get up there. By the time they play USC, Utah's going to be like a top three team. I, I don't. So wait, you, you think that that Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, A&M, Oklahoma, none of those teams could possibly, like, only two or three of those teams are going to be ahead of them only, what, five weeks, six weeks into the season? Yeah, I do. I think maybe three or four. Is that a bet board game? What, where Utah's ranked? come by, by the time they play USC because I think that I, I think they'll be right around six seven eight I don't think they're gonna be top three right, or top so four. Alabama and Georgia aren't gonna get passed probably Ohio State not Clemson either. probably not gonna get passed right yeah Ohio State even if Ohio State loses the Notre Dame they might not uh they might still be ahead of Utah Michigan's I mean, probably Michigan's probably gonna be six or seven or no right, at that point so two things come to mind one maybe I want to say initially maybe I was jumping ahead by saying three top three but we're talking about October 15th. There's a lot of weird stuff that happens every year. For sure. And we watch every week and we 
come back and do our podcast and say, can you believe what happened? Can you believe this, that? So this whole, we get caught every preseason of looking at the rankings and going, oh, number one's going to be number seven. Number eight's going to be number 11. No, it, it, that doesn't happen that way. There's upsets. There's crazy things. There's injuries. There's so many things that, that just fuck all of this up. Right. And so if Utah's undefeated by October 15th, I believe they're going to be top four, top five. Given everything we talked about, top four, top five. That's what I'll say. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that a bet board game. If, if you want to do it right now, we can put that on the bet board. I don't think they're top four unless no, they beat Southern I, I don't Cal. want to make that a bet board game. Okay, don't, I mean, what are we talking about? So I mean, I, I mean, what are we talking about? You're right. Then I go maybe top five, but I don't... What are they now, eighth? Yeah, right now they're eighth. So top five isn't that crazy. Texas A&M has tough games out of the shoot. Um, Notre Dame's probably going to get beat by Ohio State. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah. the, the, the whole point is moot. Look, you and I are on the same page. I think whoever wins that game at Utah between Southern Cal and Utah wins the Pac-12 the reason, ultimately. But, but look, the reason why I don't want to make it a bad board game, there's too many things outside of, of my control of this bet to impact that game, right? That or that bet board. Right. So I, I don't want to bet because that impacts how A&M does and how George does. And, how, and I don't want to bet on all those teams. I want to bet on Utah right now. Right. And again, I'm not disrespecting Utah by saying that I actually think that if I had to bet, I would bet on Southern Cal because they're longer odds. And I think that, that Lincoln Riley is a better coach than Kyle Winningham. And I think very highly of Kyle Winningham. So again, I'm not disrespecting Utah. I think they're definitely a top 10 team. And I think if they run the table and if they beat Southern Cal, they're probably going to win the Pac-12. I, I think they're going to be better than any team that comes out of the North, whether that be Oregon, Washington, maybe even Oregon State. Oregon State, kind of a chaos team. They're going to have an exciting offense. Yeah, for sure. Um, but ultimately, I think the, the best chance for, for a Pac-12 team making the playoff is going undefeated, and it's either going to be Utah or Southern Cal. 100%, yes. Now, look, when you talk about the North... It's really interesting to see how Dan, Dan Lanning is going to work out at, at Dan Oregon. Lanning, I love it. And he, I think he's, again, it's very similar to when Mario Cristobal went there. We didn't know a lot about him. We just knew he's an SEC guy. He's a tough, hard-nosed defensive guy, and he seems to be a good recruiter. He connects with kids very well. But I don't know that that's, I don't know, again, we don't know. We haven't seen him as a head coach before, and Oregon has a lot of talent, but they're just not a team that I like to to bet on because to me they're again they're a team that even when they were at the highest with Mario Cristobal they would be like a top five team and they lose a bad run on the road they're not supposed to and lots of teams are like that but it's not enough for me to pick them to win the Pac-12 at this point and frankly I think that at Washington hiring the new coach uh, Kalen DeBoer who I think is a fantastic hire for Washington Washington's roster last year was loaded but the problem was Jimmy Lake was an awful head coach, and the offense was terrible. If the offense can get even remotely better next year, the defense is going to be good. Washington could end up being the, the surprise team to win the, the Pac-12, honestly. All right, over-under is 8.5. For Washington? For Oregon. Oh, for Oregon. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the only big non-conference game they really have is BYU. Uh, and that will be a tough game. BYU is a really a tough team. So, you're, But it sounds like you're selling your Oregon stock. Well, I don't look as far as the over under. I don't know about that because um, their schedule isn't that tough. They, I mean, you look at their road games. Their road games are at Washington State, at Arizona, at Cal, at look, Colorado, said, and at Oregon State. You just State. said, look, I'm not going to give you a hard time because you uh, just kind of you know gave me a break with my Utah top three thing. But my point here is, you look at Oregon and they're over under eight and a half wins. It's not looking too bad right now. 
Okay, but and you're not I'm, I'm not that. dissing them on their over under win total. I'm dissing them on saying I don't think they have a chance to win the Pac-12. That's been the, the that was the whole point is that I think the only team that is going to win the Pac-12 is going to is going to come out of the South. And and honestly, I'd probably give Washington as good a chance, if not better, than Oregon. Honestly, because we don't know about Dan Lanning as a head coach. So what percentage would you give Oregon right now to win the Pac-12? Yes, I mean fifteen percent. Oh not a lot. God. So can we do a five to one? No, I can't. I can't start work? doing these long, these long shot bet boards like we did last week. Uh, to refresh the audience, what was last week's bet? It was a ten to one UAB to make the uh, to make a New Year's Six bowl. Yeah, to make uh, a bowl game on, on the thirty first. Or the no, second? Uh, wait, wait. The thirty first. Yeah, because those those counts the New Year's. Well, six. We're gonna have to go back and look at that at, at the tape. Well, was that when the New Year Six Bowl was played? You know, it's funny. It last no, yeah. year when I said this, Will was like so nonchalant I've, about it, and you weren't listening to me. I, I've, he's I've, like a wife. I've, he doesn't listen. I knew he wasn't listening. I brought this up last week, didn't disrespectful. I? Disrespectful. Yeah. No, uh, I vaguely remember. Uh, them not being on New Year's Day. Themselves. Okay, so they're not on New Year's Day, but they okay. are the New Year's Six. Yeah, so New normally, Six. okay, that, that, that's fine. That makes sense. I remember that now. But in the in past years, when there are games on New Year's Day, the bowl games on the thirty first are like shit bowls. No, 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 so but, that's not what we're talking about. But also, um, the first isn't having games this year because it's on a Sunday. Right. Yeah. So no, so I, I get. I get that back. now. Um, but uh, either way, so that's UAB. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But look, I look. I think that Oregon has an easy schedule. So if they get to nine wins, great. Does that mean they're a really good team? I don't think so. And I don't think that they're going to win the Pac-12. Uh, you know, look, Bo Nix, who actually I've been a guy who has been a Bo Nix hater for a while when he was at Auburn. He actually had a, a pretty damn good season last year before, like the but, injury happened. I think he could be a pretty solid quarterback for Oregon. But I just don't like how you discount them and you go. You know, oh, they're, they're you know they're not going to win the Pac-12, so they're not good. They're going to be a good team. They may win ten games. I didn't say they're not good. I said they're not good enough to win the Pac-12. I mean, what are we talking about? I, I mean, I, I don't get what the argument is. The argument is that you're not giving them enough respect for being a really, really good team. They've got well, good where do talent. you have them ranked in the Pac-12? Uh, where are your rankings as far as the conference goes? Are they are they top three? Are they top four? Um, they they're obviously are... not one or two. Second, yeah, number two. Ahead of, what, Southern Cal? Yes. Okay, interesting. Because right. USC and my rankings uh, haven't done enough, apparently, to be boosted yet. Now, I believe in Lincoln Riley and what they'll do, but my rankings right now have USC number three. Right, okay. Utah's good, man. I o- know they are. I didn't say Utah's bad. Oregon and Oregon I don't know is, where this argument's coming from. And Oregon is right behind them. I know. I, I'm sorry, am I... Am I being well, no, I, I'm just. Am I being uh, uh, combative? I just, I just don't believe in Oregon being. I, I think they're going to take a drop off from Mario Cristobal, and I didn't even think that they were that great with Mario Cristobal. And I think there will be a drop off with Dan Lanning, and I could be wrong. I think they're very, they're a very deep and talented roster. But what have they ever done with all that talent? I know, but they were right there, right there last year, lost to Utah. I mean, I get where you're coming from, and they do have. Look, they could win nine games just based off their schedule alone. But and I, I think they will. Yeah, they might, honestly. But like, I, I look at a team like Oregon State, who I think Oregon State gets them at home this year, I believe. Um, yeah, and, and that's the last game of the year. You know they're going to be circling that on their schedule all year long. They're going to be playing to win that game. <laughs> yeah, that's always a close game. And so I just think I think that Oregon State could be a chaos team this year. And you look at Washington. You know, Washington does have to play Oregon on the road. But I think Washington's defense is going to be super talented this year. And I think that... You know, depending on who ends up being quarterback, I think it'll probably be Michael Penix Jr., the Indiana transfer. Um, if they have a better offense than Washington 
could end up being the team that wins the, the Pac-12 North, and that wouldn't surprise me even in the least. Okay. I think a lot does come down to the coaching staff. You know, Can a Pac-12 team even make the playoff with one loss? Oof. Probably not. Uh, maybe depending on what loss it was. Right. So let's say like... Um, maybe? Southern Cal... Maybe, lo- maybe Southern Cal goes... Uh, eleven and one, but well, I guess they lose would... to like UCLA or something. Yeah, and then they beat Utah and win the Pac-12. Right. Look, uh, they lose to UCLA. I don't know about that. I think they would have to <laughs> lose to. I think they would have to lose to to well, that's, Utah. That's where you. Yeah, that's where I was going. But then somebody's got to have a loss to somebody yeah. else because then they both have you know. But it's just overall, tough. probably not. Yeah, I would say probably not. We yeah, just I, need, I would, I all think so. things equal. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, probably not. I mean, may, maybe, maybe if I, the only thing I could see is possibly USC eleven and one making the playoff, but that's just because it's USC and the right. NCAA wants that. Yeah, if they have like an early loss, but then turn it around and right. they start like really firing on all c- yeah, cylinders, again, could be it, interesting. It, it depends on the loss. You know where I think that came from, Will. My aggression there. My unwarranted aggression. The brisket? I know. No, no, no. It well, it was a little leftover from the brisket. A little leftover brisket for sure. I think it was the fact that we all agreed Oregon may get to the title game, right? They may win the North. There's a very good chance they may do that. Sure. I felt like you were writing them off way too easy for for a game that it's just gonna come down to them and USC. Yeah, or to, them in, in you know Utah, and a lot of that is my personal thing with Oregon, where it's like, I, yeah, they have the flashiest jerseys, before, right. but they just never actually do it. You know what I, I mean? I just feel like you were too. That's why I just want to let you know. You know, I want to be peaceful. I brushed them I wanna, off. I want to end this on a very peaceful note. Well, so I want to well, let you know that's where that came from. Is I felt like that was the the reason why. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I think they're a good team. Again, I just don't I, – I can't see them competing with Oregon and where, what I think USC will be. And I think with Washington and Oregon State, I just think – I think we could see maybe the Oregon program kind of fall off a little bit. Maybe Mario Cristobal was holding them back. Honestly, oh, he wasn't the goodness. greatest big game head coach. Hell of a recruiter. But when you had a guy like uh, Justin Herbert for years and what did you ever do with him, that's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? I mean, how good is Justin Herbert in the NFL now? And he never won anything with him at Oregon, really. In I fact, mean, they handed a, the ball a, off more than they threw that's it. That's a yeah. very good point. So Look, maybe we're it's possible. Him. Yeah. Maybe Dan Landing opens it up and they and the talent finally shows. And uh, I, that would be really impressive if that happened. But you know, look. We're only a few weeks away from the season now, and we have more breakdowns coming. Next week, we're doing uh, the Big Ten and the Big 12, yep. and the following week is going to be the SEC breakdown. We're going to get a lot more in-depth into all those SEC teams. And so I'm really excited. We're going week to week. On Wednesdays now, we're only, what, two weeks away uh, from from the first, like, week zero. Is that right? Two weeks from Saturday? I I believe it's so. Week zero. Yeah, yeah, man, it's so exciting. Yeah. So and we got now. I by the way, I made a bet board spreadsheet and we got Louisville's season win Good. total. Send we it got to me, UAB and I'll get last week's too. Yeah, we got a. What, there's a lot of these need to be updated. But um, listen, follow us on Instagram. We're gonna continue the uh, the bracket moving on next week. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Culture Paul Tailgate. Follow us on Twitter at CFB under, underscore POD underscore Pod. And uh, we're gonna be back next Wednesday. Uh, with some really exciting stuff. So just can't wait. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Next week.